0: Situation normal.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's going on, Joe?
2: Man, I am amazed you're referring to this as this week's podcast, like we've done a podcast like in the last two well, weeks. Well, you know, it's Christmas season. There's
1: There's been things going on. Yeah, travel this is, travel this is like an Amish week. Yeah. We still have probably.
3: lost episodes that we might be able to air later on.
2: Maybe. I don't to know. Fill the gaps. I don't know. We'll see. But I don't know. The lost episodes are the ones that are usually the ones where we got in the most trouble.
3: So I don't know if we <laughs> want to necessarily have those see the light of day yeah i did enjoy by the way in the last one the long bleep from uh, uh, uh yeah
1: just I, was, I was debating whether or not just cut the whole part I actually out haven't listened to that i yet, was like that's... fuck it i'm just
3: gonna
2: bleep it no no yeah you definitely had to cut that out yeah don't don't, don't i, I don't bleeped
1: it. it so so yeah so that, well, that particular comment was not heard i forgot about that
3: podcast specifically for that joke so now i'm upset we're gonna have to I to told
1: I, I said it while we were doing it that I was that I was gonna have to do something about that. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, knew it. but yeah. I just like
3: now I don't remember the joke and I need to hear it again. Uh, I don't okay. remember the
1: exact joke. I just remember the nature of it. Don't and say why that. we will yeah, not, let's be not doing get that. back into that. I don't want to have to do more editing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: anyway, anyways, <laughs> also here.
1: <laughs> yeah, also here this evening, Carlos Ramirez. What's up, man?
3: Hi, I'm here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And Merry Christmas to Merry you too, Christmas.
1: brother. Merry Christmas. Did you get anything fun?
3: Um, Well, you know, I stayed at home with the the family, so pretty relaxing, if you can call it that, with a two-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, He opened presents for like eight hours straight because he would open up a gift and play with the toy for like half an hour Mm -hmm. and then move on to the next one.
1: I still do that. That's a classic toddler move, yeah.
3: Uh, It was fun
1: but also uh joining us this evening we have special guest ryan staniszewski from uh ocx and now gold squadron podcast he's a multi-podcast person now (laughs) what's going on ryan
4: not much but what if
1: i want to hear the joke Oh man! Oh, uh, <laughs> we'll do it. At the end. Well, yeah, we'll do we'll, Yeah,
3: we'll do, we'll do it. Yeah, off it, off do it we'll do it in
2: the break. <laughs> we'll okay. It, we'll, we'll, we'll. It's we'll. difficult to make me blush, and even I didn't want to say that. One.
3: <laughs> See, guys, yeah. you heard it here now. Uh, Ryan will be the first one to listen to the unedited version of the, uh, the no, of the soul. only one. <laughs> oh man.
4: I'm I'm getting the exclusive for Dion that's totally not making it on his airwaves though.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't want to put that what Joe said anywhere near his airwaves. Ooh. Dion will will come through the mic and strangle you. <laughs> oh, is he yep. a fan? A fan no no no. He's oh, just, okay. just just for saying something like that on his uh on his podcast he would he would be quite upset.
2: He doesn't uh, have a little uh, E next to his uh title. Oh, no, he does not. No. no. Fair enough. I no. mean,
4: for your listeners, this will just become a thing. Like when they meet you, because since you won't say it over the yeah. air. Yeah, yeah, they'll be like, "What's the joke?"
1: What was the
2: joke? We'll slowly watch our listenership like drop one person at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you check—you'll be able to check on it's the like, internet. Well, and be like, "Okay, met, who did I tell the joke to?" Joe this they yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, anyhow. all right, but X-wing. Do you want to do X-wing things? Or we just want to do Star Wars things. Oh, well, we're gonna get well, the Star—we're gonna get the Star Wars things in the second half. Okay, so okay. Let's, let's, let's start, for,
3: start it. Let's start it right. Let's yeah. start it right, like we usually do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Volcano low Well, we're gonna do both. We're just—we're just. You know order of operations, I guess, but <laughs> I'm not here for order. Well, you know we have a vague order, <laughs> and, and you know honestly, like it segues We in, call it organized chaos. Oh, it's organized chaos. Yeah, we try to put some I sort of that it's basic fun. idea in there. So, anyways, uh, thanks for for joining us tonight, Ryan. um You know we're gonna talk a lot about the uh, the OP article that came out um, with a bunch of new information about the the setup for organized play going forward for this year. And and, uh, they had a lot of kind of cool announcements in here. Just just the idea that they were announcing stuff so far ahead of time, I think, is um, probably my favorite part about this article. And you know, actually, um, the last time we had Chico on, we talked about this was this was actually this this like literally this right here was like my my dream thing. Yep. We, we talked about like our dream thing that
2: yeah MLG yeah none would of do. my none of my dreams have come true yet. Yeah
1: yeah my my dream my my <laughs> I'm zero 3. My dream for FFG was that they would actually put out like you know forward-looking communication about about OP and <laughs> so I it's it's been it's come true. It's my it was my Christmas present this year. I'm I'm very nice. happy about it. <laughs> so all right so what do we got got in here we got uh some different information about the different game modes so hyperspace um, well, we'll slow, start with down. That.
3: slow down slow down yeah it's We're starting this episode right
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. what are you drinking
2: joe i am drinking this is oh a, yeah that's right it's called coca-cola from a little brewery up in atlanta yeah um <laughs> <laughs> because because we had our happy merry chris bahanza kwanzaka party over here last night yes with a complete with a dirty dirty santa gift exchange yeah and one frequent contributor to the podcast going 14 back-to-back shots of fireball yeah and then launching a fireball on steve's lawn yes and then falling asleep in it yes so it, we, that was not me but man i i was
1: proud of my boy yeah we we got pretty pretty lit last night um
3: i think the kids call it turnt now
1: turnt, turnt. turnt. yes yeah turnt yeah i i lit?
3: i mean lit was like like a year or two ago like this 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 happens that quickly now.
1: I don't
2: know. I don't keep track of that I, it's shit. It's confusing because lit is also a Long Island ice tea, so I don't. I, I get uh, confused whenever somebody uses that. Okay. One. It's also. Wasn't it also a band? Uh, yeah,
1: I believe so. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. so I'm going to look up there what they i saying. Sure, it's um. I think light rock. I think it had Pamela Anderson in their music video because
3: it's lit. Come on,
1: I think. I can't remember the name of the song now. Anyways, I'm drinking a Simpler Times lager from, this is like the Trader Joe brand lager. Um, which is, uh, actually, it's not bad, and it's dirt cheap. <laughs> so I had
5: a
2: few of them last night, it, they were good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what do you got?
4: I am drinking a Michigan favorite. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's made it down your guys' way, because it's, it's been, the more I travel, the more I realize, oh, this is actually available. it's Bell's Two-Hearted Ale.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, we got that dinner. Yeah, we've had cool. that. I've had yeah. that. Yep.
4: It is yep. good. It is IPA. I drink it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm actually not a huge IPA fan, but that is one of the few that I will drink. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a, it, the, the Bell's Too Harder is, is actually a really good, really good IPA.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. I like their Oberon is better. Yeah, I like it better. I don't know if it is better, but I, I yeah. enjoy it more. I, I, yeah.
3: So now Bell's legit. Carlos, what do you got? Uh, the IPA of the week. Of a stone ghost hammer IPA, and another uh, ghost good. variety pack. There was a couple new yeah. cool ones in there this this time around.
2: Yeah, stone stone solid. You can't go wrong there. Uh, Lit sings that song that I kick the living shit out of me. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That one, my own worst my own worst enemy. Mm hmm. So that up
1: here good now. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So on to the article. Um. Seems so like
2: Jones in for the X wing stuff. Jones in for X wing.
1: So the hyperspace game mode um, is going to continue to exist. Obviously, we already knew that because it's going to be in the system. It's going to be the official format of the system opens. Um, It's also going to be the official format for at least the first season of store championships this year. So uh, your local store championships will be in the hyperspace game mode in the uh, at least the first season. That's another interesting part of the article is that there will apparently be two different seasons of store championships this year. Uh, the second season, the stores will get to choose whether or not they want to run a hyperspace or an extended tournament. Okay. So, uh, so that's that's a big thing. So, so hi, so hyperspace will still be a big kind of important thing in your local meta um, going forward here, at least for the next uh, three or four months into the into the store champ season. Um, and then also, uh, they're going to be curating. The uh, the hyperspace game mode here in January when they come out with the points update. So there are going to be um, kind of ships removed and added, and they're they're gonna do like a more a more curated version of it than than it's been, which has just been anything that has come anything out is Anything they printed available. a physical yeah. ship for already. Yeah, so some more curation there. Um, all right, I'm gonna spread this out to the guy to everybody. What do we how do we feel about hyperspace and uh, are we excited about uh, about there being some more curation and it being the store champ? um, uh, Format
2: Um, I'll let Ryan hop
4: on
1: this first. Yeah, Ryan. Go ahead.
4: I think the curation uh, They did detail that it's not only just ships, but also pilots and upgrades. Yes, uh, which is good Um, I think the more detailed you get the more of a varied experience you get from extended because as a lot of people felt as we got deeper and deeper into second edition the more hyperspace really didn't matter at yeah. all yeah um, it was interesting like when they were on their stream when they were doing a demo game when it was they played first sort of versus resistance as we know all of resistance currently is hyperspace legal they said in their build their list for resistance not everything was hyperspace legal so there's a chance that at least one of the pilots maybe not the whole ship that was in their um squadron which contained a fireball two a-wings and a star fortress might not be in hyperspace Mm -hmm. so it's not just the original trilogy ships and factions but also even the new ones that are getting curated
1: yeah which is good because you know they've they were obviously designed in in such a way to, to kind of I think get them up the power curve faster with 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 less ships and um, so in hyperspace I think that was making a big difference because they, they just had they had access to all their all their tricks um, whereas the other fact the other three original factions um, especially were were just so limited so I think uh, getting that having a little bit of curation for those factions, especially separatist and, and Republic, is gonna be a good thing to kind of keep them from well, just I mean, kind of running we, roughshod on the hyper- We've seen the Separatists
2: are, are doing pretty damn well. Yeah, I think, yeah. I feel like they're above the curve just for having everything.
1: Yeah, and, so. and they've already, they, that was another thing I hinted at in the stream was that um, they hinted at some changes for the tractor beam mechanics, and um, and obviously I think the points update is gonna you know have some effect on the Separatists.
3: Um, so, that, that must but, be something I missed. Uh, they're saying they're going to change the mechanics, or are they going to yep, rewrite? Um, they're,
4: they're doing an update to the tractor beam mechanics again. Yeah. So not even the last update where the tractor token number would even affect the agility change on yeah. the ship size. So they're doing even more. Yeah. um which is funny because i had a local who really likes flying katsu and they're like why are they changing tractor b more and i like pointed to the nantex across the table yeah. and i was like that's, <laughs> that's why, why.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when i make these changes and i know that one of the things that we wanted to get away from or at least you know assumed to be uh, getting away from was you know errata and, and changing things now effects are kind of free game right because they're in the um rules reference yeah, is that correct. Like, uh, is that the only printed area where you have the detailed uh, usage of? The yeah, they still have like the reference now? cards that come with these. I ships? haven't
1: seen. That. Did they do two point reference cards? I don't. No, I, don't I don't think, think I've think ever so. seen them. No. Yeah,
4: I think it is just like, hey, we have a PDF, a living PDF yeah. of the rules reference, so we can change things. Um, yeah, you know, one of my locals is like, hey, this. Seem, you know, if I were to change something in the tractor beam, like, what if you had to spend the tractor beam token? to move them. So they don't mm-hmm. lower their agility anymore, they just get to move them, which still, if they don't get to shoot, won't matter. Yeah. But, you know, it's the, I guess think outside the box, but we'll oh, I mean, find
2: out. I yeah. feel like there's an elephant in the room there, because the only thing that seems to be breaking tractor beams is the Nantex. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I mean, Scum has some tractor beam stuff that's neat and cool and all. The Jackie Gunrunner was kind of breaking
1: it when it was cheap enough. But that one was something you could fix. You literally could put five more l- points on that A little bit more expensive, yeah. yeah. The, I think the, the Nantex is, is what is kind of breaking it mechanically.
2: Yeah. Um, but. That's one of those things that will be broken at any cost. Cause I, I'd hate to see them change the rules on tractor beaming so that, like, the marginally useful things like Ketsu Ono or Ketsu ono Crew or, yeah. you know, quad jumpers or whatever stop <coughs> being useful. Mm-hmm. Like, they're already marginally bad. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to see them get worse. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I agree. It's an unfortunate side effect, but maybe they got something small enough and maybe, you know, if they're willing to change the update on the tractor token, maybe we do see a harder Rata. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they try to stay away from it, but... Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess they hinted on stream that they're like, oh... You know, the Nan Texas haven't won a ton of things. And,
2: I, yeah, I, I laughed I out loud, loud when he said that. that. I, uh, yeah. actually, <laughs> I actually am generally, a, I'm not as opposed to, to harder rattles and games as some people are. But I think this game actually has the easiest time harder adding anything. Because if the idea is you have to go through their squad builder app, right? Yeah. Which they own, they maintain, they control. Yeah. I mean, when you build a squad with this thing in there, they just put in big bold letters. Hey, by the way, we ratted this card. Here's what it does. I now. mean, it's not like they didn't do a bunch of erratas in 1.0, and I and I
1: understand that they don't want to do that again as much as possible. But I think every once in a while, there's going to be a time where they're going to have to just bite the bullet and make a make an errata on a card. What's
2: and mean, I know you? they don't. I don't know. Really, I know they don't want to, and I know it's not ideal. But like sometimes, I don't think it's even that bad right now because the only, the argument against errata is always, well, you know, we printed this card and here's what it says, yeah, and we have no real way of communicating. To even you know, we can communicate effectively the eighty percent of players that play all the time and play in tournaments and mm-hmm. know what's going on with the game that this chart has been changed, but there's going to be twenty percent of the people that didn't know that and aren't familiar with it, even if it's five percent you know whatever number yeah. you want to pick, and these people are going to be really pissed off that like they put together this whole list, they came to a tournament, and it's illegal mm-hmm. but I like mean, or it just doesn't I, work the way they thought, yeah yeah but I mean, you, you, a... you
4: did mention the app part of it though like they're they're they've already said they're revamping their app,
5: yeah really?
4: so maybe that. Once they do that, they I, are more open to the errata because they could just print it in the app and the app will mm-hmm. always have
2: the updated information. Yeah. That's I, what I'm saying. It's like if you have to, they have a necessary step. You have to go on the app to build a list yeah. or use the ASBI, which, yeah, which, you know, which also, also put gets their updated with errata. The yeah. Like it's not like you know people are sitting down at the kitchen table with the cards with the numbers for an them and putting together the list and then finding out later something's changed. Yeah, no one's getting I mean, blindsided by a Rata in this game. Not particularly. Yeah. If
4: if they're at the kitchen table playing this game and they don't know, it, then it let matter. them do what they want.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, they're not it, hurting
2: anybody at that point.
1: I will say um, what my kind of my kind of dream here with with the app since sounds they, since they're going to be revamping it is that they. I guess i guess maybe kind of do like the keyforge system where logging in actually counts for something and, the, and they kind of track some sort of like winning statistics and and stuff like that like because i actually like i like the whole i love the whole invite system for worlds but i would i i would i would maybe i think i would prefer it to maybe be like a points kind of thing where you yeah. don't have to just win a hyperspace trial again and it's like you can you can you know you you make a bunch of cuts that that can that can get that can get
3: because you made a bunch of cuts no i've always
1: i've I've always believed this (laughs) well i don't even
2: believe that has to be a matter of of making a bunch of cuts i feel like participation in enough tournaments in a big enough geographical region shows that you are dedicated to the game and you want to play yeah you know you're not just showing up the prize support yeah so i don't know what do you think what do you think about that ryan Uh, I mean, it
4: sounds good coming from a person who technically never earned their invite through second edition last year It was only because I got top eight in worlds the year before Oh yeah. But I was like top 16 Adepticon one round away top 16 Gen Con one round away Yeah top four at a hyperspace trial one round away from playing for it You know, I I had you know, same person I had that was multiple chances to technically get it Mm -hmm. I'm glad I never did because I would have taken away from somebody else because yeah. they weren't forthcoming about the information about the World Invite people. But now events, they are. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, technically even Worlds this year, top 32, one round away from securing the top 16 and getting next year's
5: Invite. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: you know, I think it'd be cool because there are a lot of people. And it's, I mean, it's hard to win a regional flat out. Mm-hmm. And the quote-unquote easiest is like top eight at a system open or top eight at some of the larger events but even then if they get really big and people in the uk go to that giant system open of like 500 500. people that is not easy at all whatsoever so people say system opens are easy to get but they're not always Mm
1: -hmm. i actually think the biggest the single biggest thing that's going to expand uh world's tickets this year is going to be the fact that they took the qualifier at the system opens down to five rounds um Mm -hmm. you know that's going to double the amount of invitations coming out of those qualifiers so, How, uh, back that up. So Let's. the qualifiers were like all the undefeated players. Oh got, yeah, okay, got okay. a ticket. So now you. So now if you play in a qualifier, so now it's only five rounds. So as opposed to playing that extra round and knocking four players down to two players, you 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 have the
2: four players that were undefeated after five. Is it rounds. five rounds and then a cut or something? No, no, it's just straight up. Wait, they made an X-wing tournament that is shorter. Yes. and doesn't have a bazillion rounds and I don't have to leave at four in the morning and you didn't tell me about this shit? It was at the system open that we went to. I was doing something yeah, those else. Are,
1: those I? are
4: yeah. only like the day two things like when the cut happens, yeah. the, the qualifier happens alongside so the people who don't make it far enough in the cut to get the invite automatically get buys yeah. in those events. Oh, so that was the thing that
2: was happening on <laughs> that Sunday. That was the
1: thing that I played in and, and went on, and made, you know, because I was top 16 and then I got launched into it with, with like two round with like a two round but that was high. the sunday tournament right yeah yeah it was a sunday oh tournament.
2: okay 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 yeah. i'm i'm yep i'm yeah. touching the thread of what you're talking about now. so
1: so the those qualifiers are gonna you know that's gonna be a lot especially at a place especially at like the the uk system open where, where we have 500 plus players like yeah you could easily find and five in a five round tournament all the all the five and o's with a with potentially like 400 plus players in that thing there's gonna be a lot of players getting invites out of that. <laughs> out of I that, mean, uh,
4: weren't there not a ton of people that even made it to Worlds for the Last Chance Qualifier? Didn't they mm-hmm. see that there was, you know, they had a lot of extra room theoretically?
1: Yeah, I mean, they had 238 players. I want to say for the LCQ at Worlds, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was it was a pretty big turnout for for like just a chance to be able to play in the actual Worlds yeah, tournament.
0: Yeah, they and like they like said they originally had room for about a
4: 150 or whatever, right? But they had to knock it down because they figured it was too much out of the LCQ. They,
1: yeah, I think they they knocked it down not because of... They had room to, to put more people in. They just knocked it down just so that they didn't end up with people sub 3 and 3, I think. Um, I think that was where the math sat. They were trying to just avoid uh ending up with, like, 2 and 4 players making it into Worlds from the LCQ. But, yeah, so it's, you know... Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of good parts of it. I love the invite system personally. I'm just, I'm glad they're doing it. You know, I just think the next logical step to me would be if you improve the app and, and kind of go like the Keyforge route where, where all your games and everything are, are tracked and whatever. Yeah. And then there's some sort of point system as far as like just getting your world's invite. Um, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not gonna come up with the math on the spot for how that should work. But I, to me, I think that would be a pretty cool and I'd like to, to point it. out
2: that I think it's perfectly reasonable that just participation in enough, you know, yeah. to high-level tournaments, I think, should. Yeah, and it. I think everybody, I think we've... So it, if a guy's traveling to, like, six different states to go to tournaments, yeah. he should be able to go to a seventh one at Worlds. Yeah, That's just my take on it. Yeah, Whether he's good or bad, he's clearly playing,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, we've got a little sidetracked here, but... um, That never happens here. Yeah, right? <laughs> so also in this uh, OP article, we have um, under for the
2: extended, uh, extended format... Ooh. Can we back up for just for one it. half a tick here? Yeah. Because I had an opinion about the whole cure We should really talk about curating hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I think that's a big thing. I'm going to withhold judgment and stay on the fence about whether or not I like the idea or not. Okay. Um, I think I like it because I think it'll be a little less broken environment. You know, there'll be less high-level chicanery. Yeah. But I'm going to go on saying as a, a very, very, very casual player... It's gonna be really hard for me to build lists for that because I will never know what is and is not legal. You're gonna have to like, you're gonna have to censor doing it. Yeah, you have to use the modes in the the app. I mean, just turn yeah, on and I'm vaguely aware of how to do that. Yeah, but, like I'm constantly <laughs> gonna be looking for things that aren't there, and you're gonna have to listen to me curse my whole way through it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be funny. Actually, my dream world is they'll just like curate everybody but scum. Scum will have everything. Yeah, <laughs> scum will just, just give them everything. That's, yeah, and they still want to be
1: good. <laughs> so for uh so for extended uh, extended is going to be all the premier events basically so like prime championships and up uh prime championships grand championships continentals and worlds will all be under the extended format uh and then in, in the season two of the store championship season they'll you, you'll have the op- the stores will have the option to do hyperspace or extended for that game mode so uh so both game modes are going to be are going to there's going to be a lot of tournaments for both game modes out there next year so
3: um wait just to clarify a system open series
1: system opens is hyperspace okay it's just the system open is hyperspace and the, the qualifier at the system open is now extended so, so they, they flip flip-flopped. they flip-flopped that got it yeah
4: so i'd like to pose an interesting question off of that and mm-hmm. i'd actually think about it till just now do you think certain stores and locations will have pressure from their community to run either hyperspace or extended on that second season of store champs like there'll be that argument amongst the locals
1: i think there could be depending on how uh, it's going to all depend on how good or bad the hyperspace curation is so if It's it's possible if it's i think if it's really if it's if it's really good and it and it and hyperspace becomes a really popular game mode because people really enjoy the the way it's curated to kind of avoid certain broken combos that you're seeing extended all the time and blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like you could get a lot of people like asking for it. Um, If it's not that great, and and, like there's still some of those kind of broken combos that are pissing people off and extended are still there. I think you'll probably see a lot of people just say, let's just do extended so that I can at least have enough tools to try to deal with it, deal with that stuff.
3: They, they kind of alluded it in the article, and I think it could come down to um, what the participation may look like for the local community in those other larger tournaments. So maybe if a system open's coming up that's close by and a few of the players are going to go to that system open, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe yeah. they'll do hyperspace. Or if it's a prime championship that's coming up, or nationals or whatever, um, grand championship. Yeah, um, Maybe people would prefer to do extended so I think that will have a big factor uh, initially. Uh, but, yeah, the secondary would be, like, if if it's completely free game, if there's no big uh, upcoming tournaments, then, yeah, it'll probably be just a vote or a toss-up and just, yeah. you know, whatever the, the crowd likes or prefers.
1: So then uh, the other big thing out of this article that uh, was – just makes me happy from a from a planner standpoint is um, they actually announced the dates for Worlds next year. So it's October 8th through 11th. You can go ahead and book all your shit now if you want if if you if you know you're going to go. So <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um so yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um just knowing when that date is makes it it's just, it really helps a lot for like a lot of people I think cuz it's a big trip and it's probably the most people who go to worlds it's probably the it's gonna be the probably the single biggest x-wing trip they take of the year that requires the most planning and the most effort and all that kind of stuff outside of maybe gen con um but which we discovered
2: doesn't work very well if you don't plan it
1: right. yeah gen con is a is a bitch to plan if if you <laughs> it can be a bitch to plan um so so yeah so having that date way ahead of time is awesome
3: Well, it's international travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Travel should should be planned ahead uh, way, way ahead, more than a year sometimes. Yeah. Um, So that's extremely useful for the international community. Yeah.
1: And then the other big one is the uh, amount of system opens. They are hoping to have 18 system opens this year. Um, So including I think the, the the one that's a question mark that they're trying that they are trying to make happen is one in Brazil so that would be awesome for for the south american crew you know Mm -hmm. obviously they've put so much work into keeping their community running while they were getting no support whatsoever so seeing fantasy flight um try to put some effort in down there is is uh is really good so they're still gonna have australia um they're still gonna have the one in canada um and then i guess they're gonna have uh seven in the i think it says seven in the u.s so, uh,
4: I believe I think so. that's right. Yep. Yeah. So one, I think yeah. it was.
1: Yeah. So I think it was seven in the US, which means I think that's what one more than there was last year in the US. Sounds right. Because I Hopefully think was, one in Florida. there was there was there were 16 together last year and it was an eight and eight split between and they they added, you know, obviously the, the Canadian champion and the Australian champion got added I mean, to the I to have the. One uh, in Florida,
2: Carlos. Nobody places in Florida. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> Does anybody even play in Florida? I don't think yeah, so. right. I searched for that sound clip, by the way. I I, 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 I searched. It. I
2: tried it
1: for a minute and then I got I, I got bored. But
2: <laughs> Wait, is there a sound clip of somebody being like nobody plays in Florida?
1: There was a there yeah. was a there was a, <laughs> a sound clip of uh, Yoon saying that in some on one of their podcasts forever ago. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, but it was just I don't know crazy. who that is, but they better watch out. He, he was so, the Fly Better podcast.
4: Stepping back just a second to yeah. the world schedule. Yes. Um, they show right October 8th through 11th do we lose a day because that's a Thursday to a Sunday instead of the Wednesday which was before Hmm. this previous year for the last chance qualifier
1: um interesting I wonder if well I wonder if that just means well they didn't they one thing they didn't say in here is that it's going to be x-wing and destiny again there
4: is rumors and it sounds like destiny like this will be just an x-wing worlds yeah like there was no like last time we got this announcement about Worlds like Destiny was well aware that they were also going to be part of this.
1: Yeah, because the only thing that happened for on Sunday for X Wing was the twenty twenty qualifier tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what um, it is.
3: There must be dropping down. And Which well, or they could
4: keep it and have it just at the same time as, as the, the top cut, cut for worlds, as and the yeah. they could they sense. could do the same thing where yeah. when people get knocked out, they just get added with a round mm-hmm. by similar
2: to system. That. I think,
1: yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. And if they're not gonna have if Destiny isn't at the same location, they have a ton more space.
2: It would be a little bit weird to do that for Destiny though, because Destiny cut rounds are best two out of three. Yeah, so, like if you go into a tournament that's not best two out of three, you know, the timing will be a little weird. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but we're saying this is in a world where Destiny isn't at, isn't there? Yeah, it just at the X Wing World Championship, right? Because they were both yeah. in the same place last year, right? right. So just as an overlap thing.
4: Really happy to see it's still going to be in the same. Roy Wilkins Auditorium it was a great, it was a great the, the Legendary, River Center. Legendary, legendary Wilkins. Roy Wilkins. The, the, the high ground stands.
3: I'm yeah. so excited again. Oh yeah,
1: we had fun up at the... We, that was a good oh, time. Oh my
3: gosh. You guys were bleacher folk, weren't you? Oh yeah, we, oh, God, we it was so awesome. real bad.
1: Yeah, we bleachered hard.
3: That was probably the best part of the whole trip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome.
4: We need to find a way to bring a banner that just says, this is the high ground. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, anyways. was no no stand uh, aloud. That's about it for the OP article. Um, you know, obviously, if you want to read more, go check it out on the Fantasy Flight website. But uh, it's uh, it's nice to get some kind of like real solid information for the upcoming year of X Wing and what to expect and, and and a little bit of dates, which is always nice to see. So
3: it's pretty open communication, and uh, I, I think obviously um, this coming store championship season, um, Steve and I will definitely be active um, <clears> on <throat> correlating all the information in yeah. Florida um, so hopefully we'll be posting uh, these store championships as they get announced on our calendar mm-hmm. on the website yeah we're gonna try our um, best
1: to to get all the stories to schedule not overlapping with each other which is always yeah. difficult with store champs because there's so many of them but you know best the best effort we can make at that <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Overall, just, you know, keeping open communication throughout the state so everybody knows where to go. Uh, Yeah, fun.
1: So all right. So the other uh, other big news that came out was there was a a bunch of spoilers for the new Hot Shots and Aces pack and some of the new stuff from the Von Regs tie pack and the uh, Fireball pack from between the stream and an article that came out. So um, we'll start here in the article. Uh the the article is basically just going over um stuff from Rebels and Resistance factions that are coming in the new hotshots and aces. So there's obviously more stuff for the other factions in this pack as well, but this is the what, first thing. Walk me we're we're through these packs. So this pack is all five factions. This is a card oh, seven factions.
2: Um It only shows five in the front of the I think package. they're
1: only oh, actually, I don't think there there's anything in here for for CIS or or Republic. But You mean C S I? Whatever it is. My my assumption (laughs) is, like,
4: when when FFG, when they keep talking about development time, is my guess, is they were developing this before the Separatists and Republic were coming out. Yeah. Like, they weren't released yet, so they didn't have a reason to make new pilots and stuff without Mm -hmm. having them out in
1: the field yet. They didn't have enough information to probably be worth it to make, (laughs) you know, new stuff for it, so.
2: Also, there's not enough ships or pilots for those factions anyway, Mm -hmm. like, in canon, so. Yeah. They're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel from that stuff pretty quick. Um, Okay, so how many cards are in this
3: pack? Do we know?
1: Um, I don't know the... Let's let's see. Does it say? I don't know the exact collection (laughs) of these ships. 31
3: upgrade cards. Uh, That's all I have.
1: Yeah, so there'll be 16 ship cards that enhance your Rebel Imperial Scum Resistance and First Order Squadrons with new aces. And then the ship cards will be accompanied by a collection of 31 upgrade cards to give you more tools to get the most out of these pilots' natural abilities. So, Uh yeah, a bunch of new... So, So it looks like there will be some... Um, Upgrades that already exist in the game that will be in this pack and I think and then there will also be some upgrades that don't exist yet For instance the the big one being like the um, B-Wing S-Foils Why are they reprinting ones that are already in the game? Uh, For people who didn't who didn't buy like conversion kits and or just to get more copies out of certain cards that weren't that weren't in a bunch of different packs yet So okay feels
2: random but who knows
1: Yeah So all right so the first uh, first card in here is Gina Moonsong uh, Which is a B-Wing uh, initiative five and her ability is at the start of the engagement phase you must transfer one of your stress tokens to another friendly ship at range zero to two. So seems
2: strong. I mean kind of a weird ability because 'cause don't um it'd be kinda of weird to put her in like a list with another B wing since they all like to be stressed. Feels like sometimes maybe that'd be useful yeah. to like hand one off to Braylon or or mm-hmm. Ten
4: Yeah. I feel like um all this new stuff for the V Wing kind of helps 10 nub more than any other current pilot. Yes. And yeah. even this pilot as a wingmate, too.
5: Because mm-hmm.
4: he can spend it anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. High, uh, high pilot skill. I'm not real crazy about the uh, subtitle being smells like patchouli, but you know.
1: <laughs> it's insubordinate ace. <laughs> insubordinate, yeah, that means pothead, in my book. Yeah, <laughs> Gina Moon song. See, yeah, where's this character from? Uh I honestly don't even know. Carlos, you you nerds you nerd pretty hard.
5: Google. Oh, hey. Google. You guys are gonna end up in a w- Wikipedia w- hole. W- 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 I'm w- on Wikipedia right now. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's my the internet screen. is so <laughs> slow. Human
4: <laughs> female who was a smuggler in Coruscant later served in. I the told the you, league. pothead. Alliance to Restore the Republic during the Civil War pilot. She was a member of Blade Squadron. Secret relationship with Braylon Strom.
1: Ooh. Oh. oh, so There's. like... <laughs> they were lovers. Lovers.
4: Free lovers. Uh, participated in Battle of Endor. Mm-hmm. Succeeded her mission in destroying the Imperial Star Destroyer Devastator. Got promoted to Lieutenant. Medal of Bravery. Like
3: she destroys uh, the Devastator? So <clears throat> accolades. <the Devastator. clears
4: throat> she destroys the Devastator. The Devastator actually goes down at Endor? Apparently, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm not saying Wikipedia can't lie, but yeah, no, most people true. like has that's like sacred ground
2: for Star Wars. They don't, yeah. they don't mess with this. Yeah. For all the non nerds at home, a why you listen to this podcast, and b the Devastator is the the one from the opening sequence of A New Hope. That's Vader's personal. Oh, Va- Vader's personal. Ship. Yeah, it's Vader's star. personal star star before he gets his before star. Before he upgrades. Yeah, before he gets a new whip. Yeah, <laughs> empire. yep Okay. I mean, it seems like a good ability. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like you know it's kind of interesting like if you like in a weird way like with uh, Cassian for example like she could be really far away from Cassian and kind of like chain move her (laughs) well I guess so Cassian happens at the start of the system phase so start of engagement yeah but start of activation phase yeah start of of activation okay but it's just a lot of like moving things around and and you just kind of increasing that but yeah I think you're right this could go really well well with uh with 10 num um, you know, even if he ends up with two stress tokens, you know, not so bad because that basically gives him two focus tokens. So. And I don't
2: hate a five pilot skill uh, or initiative. What do we call it now? It's initiative. Initiative. B wing just for you know, pilot skill killing things. Yeah. Especially with the other thing we have coming up later.
1: Yeah. All right. Up, the next card. up next, stabilized S foils. So this is the big new configuration card for the B wings. It is a double-sided card. Uh, the first side says before you activate, if you are not critically damaged, you may flip this card and it adds a barrel roll linked to a red evade and a red reload action to the B Wing. So, I mean, how,
2: how good are red actions on a B Wing? I mean, are you I usually mean, using great. red maneuvers?
1: Well, they're fantastic on a B Wing because well, they're fantastic on Ten num and and Braylon's Tram, right? Right, you know, because they are so centered around being able to use that. But so, imagine Braylon barrel rolling into an evade token and then having to reroll being able to reroll up to two dice on like you know everything so he's got mods he's now has an evade token for christ's sake he can reroll his, he can still reroll his defense and offense you know it's that's that, that that that's pretty legit now they did reverse this so it's not uh you can't quite you can't quite do the the combo of uh before where it's like take you know, on the one that's on printed on the B Wing was you know, you do the focus first and then, then you get to do then you do the barrel roll, but okay. you can fail, you know, so it's like you just run it, you just barrel into things just to get stressed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can't do that with this particular because you have to do the first, one, to you have to the do the first one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. So um, that's one little thing to keep it from getting too ridiculous. Uh, then on the back side, we've got the after you perform an attack, you may spend your lock on the defender to perform a bonus. Uh I'm completely cannon. cannon attack against the ship using a cannon upgrade you have not attacked with this turn. Before you activate, if you are not critically damaged, you may flip this card and it also gives you a linked barrel roll to red target lock action. So uh, seems good too. Yeah.
2: Are we assuming this thing's gonna be free?
1: No. A, I don't I hope not.
4: <laughs> I mean you're you're adding the ability to do a second attack, Granted, it requires you to have a lock. And spend the lock just to do the second attack. Yeah. So yeah. there's an actual cost to dealing
1: right. with doing those things. The excellent so one is free, isn't it? free. The X one is free, but it doesn't give you. All it gives you is some different actions to be able to do it, and it actually removes an attack dice, an mm-hmm. attack die when it's closed. Yeah, there's yeah. consequences. So there's more. There's consequences to that one, whereas this one doesn't really have any consequences. It just gives you different options and the ability to attack twice. So yeah. I would imagine this oh. is going to cost something.
4: Also, on a really cool aesthetic, if you pay attention to the images, uh, the B-Wings orientation is the same. They're just wings are open and closed, and different stuff is happening around them.
1: Oh, yeah. That is cool. Huh. Yeah, I like that. Neat. I, so, if he
2: gets a good card, I don't
1: know. Are they good cannons? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think ion cannons are pretty solid, and being able mm-hmm. to get a, a bonus ion cannon shot. It's something seems pretty good yeah. especially on Braylon because you, you have your built in re-rolls with your ability so you don't need a target lock so you can target lock something just to get a bonus shot and still have re-rolls um, seems good he
4: just really likes having that focus though
1: yeah oh yeah he does for sure
4: that's the rough part it's, it's, been, it's getting the lock which the only initiative B-Wing that is you know we, Gina is the five yeah. so like there's better chance to actually acquire that lock versus against other higher uh, initiative pilots that would be more difficult to get the lock from a knock at arc arc dodge as they close in (coughs)
0: Mm -hmm.
4: so So. I see in most cases like you can put this on 10 nub and get him the barrel link lock to then have a focus plus lock shot Mm
0: -hmm.
4: I just don't know how often the whole cannon combo like I wouldn't invest much in it maybe like do an auto blaster two points or even
1: or just the free jamming beam and and then it's you might actually use it at times if you just didn't say. need your lock on the first shot and then you're like, okay, cool I'll, I'll try to jam you up Do too.
2: the wings still have the sensor slot. Can you put fire control? On them?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I, I, I,
2: mean, I think you probably don't spend it that often if you use the fire control to just do that. You know? Yeah Yeah, also and this is my answer for everything. I don't know This seems like you put a B-Wing next to Lando Lando just gives them enough actions to make mm-hmm. their shots just for dunk kills
1: or Jake. Yep. I don't know what Jake does, but I'm sure he's good. Jake hands out focus tokens when he does boost and barrel roll actions, basically. Focus actions, specifically, yeah, so yeah. you'll
4: want Jake to do his move first yes. and then the B-Wing to do their stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. All right, fair enough. But so good. You, so
1: you, Ryan, have recently flown a, a rebel list containing B-Wings and Jake and Cassian. Uh, how do you feel about this card and, and what you can kind of do with it with the B-Wings now?
4: Um, with the stabilized S-foils, at least, there's, there, there have been times in a game, and this, again, this is specifically in the context with Jake and Braylon, which in itself is a pretty good combo that I think if you put together and then you always just tag Cassian along with Braylon. So just those three ships in a list work really well mm-hmm. and fill in your fourth. But having the barrel roll link to lock can be pretty good because jake can still pass off the focus and if you don't want to link yet or barrel roll yet if you actually want to get a positional difference you can just pass the focus off and still end up stressed by barrel rolling into a lock so you have another way to get stressed for braylin
5: Mm
4: -hmm. um granted you're like super modded at that point which may be completely unnecessary if this card costs extra points yeah but, so, but o- overall I don't have any crazy plans to test this card out much except maybe on 10 nub, which I think is probably gonna be the biggest uh uh sh- biggest B wing to have and a bonus, you know, advantage with this new
2: stabilized S foils. I feel like yeah. it's gonna make me miss a lot of old cannons. Like don't you wanna play I wanna play this with like a mangler or an uh, old school HLC or yeah. you know, <laughs> Almost Just
3: because it's been a little bit so the b-wing has a, a focus to target lock action length action no
1: it's a focus to barrel
3: roll yeah focus barrel roll. and that's yeah. the biggest difference
4: because you could always fail the barrel roll and still be stressed right what they fixed in these s foils is you have to make the barrel roll to be able to link to your yeah. token action whether it's the, the evade, evade when closed or lock mm-hmm. when opened
1: yeah it just it just kind of prevents people from using those actions to do that same kind of cheesy thing where they I do. just
3: i wonder uh, yeah in a in what kind of world because you can only do one barrel um <clears throat> in your activation in what world would you prefer to do this over the focus to barrel uh,
4: if you already have the focus okay, from jake it. or being coordinated
2: okay Orlando. yeah i'm sorry what?
5: orlando yep yeah
4: or like
1: Florida. T- yeah. yeah. Or if you're 10 numb and, you're fo- and your stress tokens are focused. I, I just, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah
3: I guess it, in Jake's case, it has to be a focus. But um, yeah, I figured I would just take a lock. But it might be, uh, yeah, just kind of like min maxing, um, you know, for one opportunity to shoot twice, mm-hmm. fully modded, and then Berlin dies anyway. So.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I had thought like maybe you could do. 10 nub with the open foils and then just take uh, auto blaster cannon and mm-hmm. marksmanship so the chance you have to if you're outside their arc you don't really need to super mod the dice if you just get one hit and then you can turn to a crit and it's an auto damage so you, you know in most cases the, these second cannon shots aren't adding a lot more damage into The actual overall shots, I mean, Ion offers more control, but in most shots with limited mods, you maybe do one damage anyway. So why not go for the auto damage for cheaper if -hmm. you can get
5: it?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know, time will tell. Let's see what else we got.
1: Yeah, all right, next up we got uh, K2SO in the U-Wing. Uh, I like his little subtitles. Cassian said I had to. <laughs> yeah.
2: They are getting super cheeky with yeah. these subtitles.
1: So, uh, K2SO is an initi- initiative three, and his ability is after you gain a stress token, you gain one calculate token. So that makes him a pretty good coordinator, because he can do his red coordinate and also still get himself his own calculate token to work with. Um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't seem to I be mean, like It works, kind of wor-
4: wor- works perfectly. Like, Cassian said I had to coordinate. Yeah. So I get to calculate.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know that I'm playing him over any of the other ones currently in the game. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I
1: mean, we've seen like the four U-wing list be kind of a thing, and this is just another option to put in that, like, in that list if you want to look at it that way.
4: Yeah. Yeah, If I was a four-wing U-wing player, I would seriously look at k 2 so Yeah. But that's because I, you know, in other rebel lists, I'm probably running Cassian beforehand.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's, it's um, you know, there's a lot of little things in there. Uh, it's It can help you mix up those lists. Um, you know, he could go, I mean, even just like two U-wings and, and then, uh, you know, other stuff is uh, is, a, is a thing that I've seen that, you know, he could I mean, he could go in there pretty well with, with I, uh, Cassian or, or whoever. I'm going
2: to go with, I uh, think this ship's going to get quickly forgotten in the mess of like eight other U-wings already in the game and <clears throat> know what will ever play it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. People really like K2SO, I think.
1: Ah, so do I. Well, that's that's yeah. a We're going to get to
4: the next reason why he this might not ever see play.
1: Oh, okay. Because <laughs> K2SO
5: Spoilers. is elsewhere.
1: On, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey,
2: uh, hey K2SO, K2SO crew. crew. <laughs> all right, so, for all the folks at home not currently looking at this, K2SO gives you a white uh, matrix of leadership slash calculate action. Uh, <laughs> gives you a white jam. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, we're going back to jokes from the original, uh, the yeah. first episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to recycle them endlessly. Uh, during the system phase, you may choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3. The ship gains one calculate and one stress token. Man, that feels like that should be C-3PO's ability, but what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's that very feels, helpful and
1: also annoying. That feels real good. Um, also, giving, sh- being able to give a bunch more ships white, white jam actions. Um, like, white, like, the jam action, I know it's, you know, limited to range 0 to 1 or whatever, but... Uh, it's really good, and having more ships out there that can that can utilize it is is a thing.
0: <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, I j- agree. Yeah. I mean,
4: jam- odd times when I flew, even Red Jam, like flying yeah. a Resistance pod, I was just like mm-hmm. Finn with heroic is super <clears> cheap, and he's not going to get a shot this turn. So I'm going to jam you because
1: I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I played a I played a a fair bit a, a lot of um, Major Vermeil and. Uh, I use that jam action all the time. Like it was, it was pretty, it was clutch. It, it really came in handy. And especially because it just paired off of his ability, anyways. But, yep. I'm
2: going to become that guy that uh on every podcast that only has one idea and just flogs endlessly. But he has a very similar ability, like range wise and, and utility wise, to just put him out a Lando Falcon. Yep. Just put him out a Lando Falcon. He gives some guy a free action and then he gives them a calculator on top of that. And then, you know, yeah, the stress is not great, but you know, if you're already doing like stupid Raylan tricks. Yeah,
1: like, cool. Yeah, no this this is a really I think this is a really good crew. If
2: you to see how much he costs, I'm gonna guess four. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he was
4: under five.
2: I don't know because was the stress I mean to. Re-
4: realistically, you're not that you. All right, so first, like he works extremely well in Cassian because of the timing he's during system phase. He gets to pass a Calculate and yeah. gives him stress. But start if activation, which is after Cassian can pull the stress off. Mm. So, and you're basically giving a ship a force charge for that turn. You can pick whatever ship you want within range zero to three.
1: Yeah, which is a it's just a huge a huge range band.
4: Yeah, or you can just give it to a ship that can deal with stress really easily.
1: Yeah. So anyway, like yeah, it's during the system phase. So you already know what maneuver you've plugged into what ship. And yeah. So It's like, you know where the blue maneuver is. You just give it to that ship and mm-hmm. let it do And its even
4: thing. if your opponent blocks the blue maneuver, <clears throat> you still have a force charge. Yeah. In some regard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Easy and good. Yeah. Real good. All right. Next up, we got uh, a new ghost pilot, uh, Alexander Callas. Oh, so Agent Callus. From the the Rebels cartoon show, uh, hey, is hey, spoiler for...
4: alert <laughs> spoilers. What? God. That's not a spoiler. I to
2: watch. I to watch <laughs> I mean, he is flying in the ghost, so it kind of is. <laughs> um, so I mean, well, and his ste-
1: title he and the title Fulcrum. It. Yeah. So this is this I is fulcrum. fulcrum. Means yeah. That was that Fulcrum is the is like a Rebel code word for spy for a spy like a double agent.
2: Oh, that actually makes something I heard on a different podcast make way more sense.
1: Yeah. So Ahsoka Tano was a fulcrum agent, and then Agent Callus became a fulcrum agent when he turned to the rebels in this uh, cartoon show. Okay,
2: yeah. Learn learned something new every day. For
3: there right you go.
1: Uh, so he's an in initiative four, and while you defend, if the attacker modified any attack dice, you may roll one additional defense die. So I mean, you get a defense die <laughs> on a ghost. I mean, not terrible, but I don't think this is going to be earth shattering um i
2: haven't seen a ghost on the table in a while so
1: i think they're going to get a little bit more presence um you know hair the pe- some people have been finding some success with uh with like isn't there like a hera i know there's like a hera list out there i haven't really looked at it but i, know I think exists.
4: like hera with Saga Rare crew yeah and then find your other two rebel pilots you want to use i think it's commonly like wedge braylon or mm-hmm. like luke braylon or stuff like that
1: yeah that sounds right.
4: Just hit really hard.
2: Yeah, that sounds like my kind of list. I
1: yeah, and like it's—I it. think people are playing it because it's—it can be good against the nantexes because it just gets you a big fat body that nantex can't do do much about. Yeah. So.
2: Fat bottom girls. You I mean, I guess
1: the weird them. part of callus
4: is like it doesn't seem like <coughs> it does much, but I feel like dice are modified a lot. Oh, one yeah. wants to modify their dice yeah it
3: feels like
2: it doesn't do a lot but it does it a large number of times yeah like when you have 14 health it feels like you're gonna use that ability yeah many and times if
4: you're game. reinforcing and say you're still taking yeah. saw guerrera crew
2: mm-hmm.
4: i mean i know harris ability is pretty good too like changing your dial when you need to as long as you got a red or blue dialed in but this doesn't seem really that bad it's just I, yeah no points points cost dependent but yeah you know I, I i'd like, like to see the math on how much more durable this thing becomes when you compare it to a standard ghost if if both are reinforcing every turn
3: mm-hmm.
4: how much more life do you gain by
3: adding one more agility <coughs> die yeah well it, re- it reminds me a lot um in 1.0 that one card that decimator um had a crew card where you added an evade die if you were shieldless, or if you had like one damage card, oh Ken Kirk, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was it very underestimated because obviously, um, you know, it, there's a little bit of a, a chance involved, but you know they were so um, tanky that you know getting an evade or two or three uh, really extended the life of that ship. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that in that case because it's like after a certain point, it just it, it activated every single turn. Um, And this feels like it's just from the get-go. It's it's pretty much going to be active. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Specifically early because of, like you mentioned, there's always modifiers coming in.
4: So quick dice calculator here. The expected amount of shots it takes if it's a standard ghost with reinforce, if all the attacks are three dice with a focus, will the expected shots, it'll take 10. If you add the one agility, it's going to take just... Under twelve, hmm. so seem- two more shots. But that's again, yeah, if they modify the all the time, we yeah. know there's some. We we know there are some shots that you take a focus, but you roll hit hit blank, and it's just that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. The or shots, though- or
1: or just the, or just natties, you know. <laughs> so yeah,
4: realistically, you might save yourself only one extra shot per game, worth a living.
2: Yeah, I mean, here's kind of the problem with this set, though, as Carlos pointed out, it's like Ken Kirk was <coughs> underestimated. But one of the reasons Ken Kirk was underestimated is that Chiranu was really good. Yeah, every one of these ships is being added to a list of you know six to ten of that model you already have. Every one of these is going to have to compete with something that's at the same pilot skill and probably at the same cost. Yeah, yeah. And, and
3: the initi- the initiative made a big, or well, in that age, uh, pilot skill made a huge deal on it too, because yeah, it would just killed kill shit before they even got the but i just
2: i just kind of wonder if a lot of things in the set are doomed to not get played very much because they're just an additional option to something that already has a ton of options yeah all right next
1: up we have leia organa in the yt 1300 falcon so she is a initiative five which is that's pretty high um
2: that's that's a really nice initiative value for her it is actually kind of a crazy initiative thing because like do you remember her doing a lot of piloting in the movies? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, that's like <laughs> no. a weird... It's, it
4: is really weird. It makes me think of like, why is Obi-Wan Kenobi Initiative 5? He hated piloting. Yeah. Like, there are other known pilots <coughs> in the Jedi that were better than Obi-Wan, but he's a 5.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that it's power, almost like, it's, like that it's power not power. really pilot skill, it's star power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. it's like... So uh, her ability is after a friendly ship... Of, well, first of all, she gets a force, uh, force charge, a one recurring force charge. And then after a friendly ship fully executes a red maneuver if it is at range zero to three you may spend one force If you do that ship gains one focus token or recovers one force charge um, So it's the good. same
3: ability as her crew card? No more or less.
1: No the crew card is is lets people do all the Do all the maneuvers all the red maneuvers as white maneuvers.
4: Yeah, so she in this one is like you're still doing a red maneuver but if you're a force user you can get a force back or gain Board. a focus token so it's yeah. kind of like a advanced sensors ish mm-hmm. where you're still getting a token while you're doing a red maneuver
2: yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm gonna be doing a lot of uh, first round i'm gonna move this ship with the red maneuver you know I'll, i think like the four forward is red or something <clears throat> i'm gonna do that i'm gonna spend my force to regain a force just to get the other person to think i'm crazy <laughs> just to annoy him <laughs>
4: Yeah, I wonder yeah. how often it really is going to matter for you to regen a force. Like, I feel like a focus is just something you'd rather have anyway.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe if you have, like, a Luke on there, too, like Luke Gunner or something ridiculously over costly. I think the most interesting thing about this one is you're going to have a Falcon that you can put force powers on. Yeah. It's like you won't have a For Rebels, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you won't have EBT anymore. You'll just have force powers. hmm And that'll be kind of weird. I don't know what I want to do with that, but it feels like there's something. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: sense is always a good option.
2: Sense on a fat um, base ship that can boost, yeah, is an interesting block. Yeah, I don't know that I want a block with the ship, but
1: yeah, know. yeah. So I don't know. It, it seems like it could be pretty good, and and I think they could definitely I mean, worst case scenario you you can
2: sloop it. and still get a focus token. Yeah, if nothing else, mm-hmm. you yeah, just do I mean, it. That's with not nothing.
1: Side. Yeah. So that is Leia. All right. So then we've got uh, a wing. Uh, Roneth Blario. Um, That's bullshit, yeah. This is a RZ2 A-Wing, so this is a resistant ship. Uh, two initiative, while you defend or perform an attack, if the enemy ship is in another friendly ship's mobile arc, you may spend one focus token from that friendly ship to change one of your focus results to an evade or hit result. That's a lot of text. <laughs> that is.
2: And I feel like it's only marginally good and that they already have a bunch of good ones of these. amazing it means you need it.
4: I will retort that I think a lot of people are down on this guy. This guy yeah. slots in extremely well into five A-wing lists. Yeah, because all A-wings are mobile arcs, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much got a tiny mind link for himself. Yeah, because as long as, because you know, we'll have those turns where you just natty out rolls, and other A-wings don't have to spend their focus. Mm-hmm. So, this guy can spend a focus from somebody else. In the entire list that has an arc shot
0: mm-hmm. and,
4: and there's no add range to, restriction to add to, yeah, there's no range restriction, yeah. so it's anywhere on oh, the map. Yeah.
1: So that's I huge. Mean, this is, I mean, uh, uh, in, a, in some ways, this this is like the it's basically like giving this guy like an unlimited kind of network calculations. Mm-hmm. Like he just, which is, we, we've seen obviously, we've seen how good network calculations can be even with the range one restriction. So, <laughs>
4: yeah, and know. when. And now if you think about advanced optics, mm-hmm. usually the most hated result, especially heroic advanced optics A-wings, the most hated two-die result you want to roll when attacking is blank focus.
2: Yeah. This guy has a way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It is worth noting that he can only, uh, he can only change one result with somebody else's focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. On defense, I think that matters more <coughs> than offense, but you, know, you never yeah. know. Uh, where's this guy from? Anybody know? Nope. This is not... Wikipedia. The... Ronith Blario. <laughs> the fat guy from Heroes is in an X-Wing, right? He's in an X-Wing,
1: and that's that's Snap Wexley. Ronith an, Blario a was a human male. They named male. the fat guy from Heroes? Yeah, Snap Wexley. Oh. Or Temin Wexley yeah. is his real full name. Snap's is his yeah. name. Yeah.
4: Ronith Blario was a human male who flew as a pilot in the Resistance fleet during their war against the First Order. He wore a red helmet with Green Pilot's uniform... Including some life support unit and uh, injection harness. That's literally all they have. They basically
1: yeah. described a picture of him. <laughs> it's like there was a picture Gross. of him, and here's a description. All right. Well, I'm gonna yeah. give him an
2: honorary nickname. He'll be Crackle. A crackle. Yeah. Crackle. Snap. We got Crackle. Uh, oh, here's Pop. Here's Pop. Uh, I knew this All
1: right. So <laughs> next up, we have Z- ZZ Tlow uh, Initiative Five, also RZ2A Wing. Um, after you defend or perform an attack, you may spend. One charge to gain one focus or evade token. And she has one res- uh, recurring charge t- uh, token on the ship. <clears throat> so, that seems good. This yep. one's really good. Yeah, this one's real good. Like,
2: better than tally?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, this would be an easy tally replacement if the points are similar.
2: Mm-hmm. This card also annoys me, though. Why? Because uh, we have five action icons, and we have five different icons at the bottom for... uh. For whatchamacallit, we call it, we have an ability, and then we yeah. have a ship ability. RZ two like, are can we, A wings are like, busy. Can we just like? Yeah. <laughs> can we maybe dial it back just a little bit?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're 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 a little busy, but you know, just yeah, ZZ's- That's a lot of templating. Right ZZ looks real good from a
2: graphic design standpoint. Does so this not bother you?
1: I mean, Steve is a professional graphic designer. I was, basis, yeah, um, in a previous life in a previous life. It, it, you know, I mean, I think they they they've got they had to put a lot of stuff on here, and they got it on on there as as well as they could but Mm -hmm. you know
2: i would argue they don't gotta do this but yeah
1: well you know well there's a difference between the the designers and the graphic design guys right so like the the guys who are designing the game and stuff like they don't give a shit they're they're gonna say this ship needs to have this stuff on it and then the graphic designer just has to make it fucking fit on the card so i just sent this one back they're like no yeah pull some (laughs) stuff off here i'm not doing it yeah this is this this kind of reminds me of like in the news business um logo vomit (laughs) um, we, <laughs> logo we, vomit. Yeah, <laughs> when you get, we get a full we get a full screen
2: request where it's like. Oh, Steve, I am stealing the phrase "icon vomit." Yeah, that's, that's what this this is what this yeah. looks like to me. It's just icon vomit. Yeah,
1: we we would get a request because it'd be some like some like charity thing we were doing in concert with like fifteen other organizations. So we had to do one full screen with like fifteen fucking logos on it, and it just looks like ass. But you have to do it because it's like contractually obligated kind of thing. So. I feel like
2: like the heroic number of like Tie Fighters that this guy is currently blowing up by himself. Yeah, it is a lot. There's yeah, a lot that's, of Tie that's Fighters. That's yeah. four, <clears throat> it's, there's actually one more Tie Fighter than there's icons on this card. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. See, okay, that's that's a respectable ratio. I, I you know ratio. what, I take it all back. <laughs> uh, all and right. ZZ oh fuck! Is this one's even got more.
1: Uh, uh, calm
4: down, Joe. Go ahead, Ryan. Zz does slot in. <laughs> Perfectly next to Ronith, since I will have the extra token. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and because you were curious about the other pilots, ZZ Tlo was a female Kandovatan, Kandova ace resistance pilot, uh, flew an RZ2 in the evacuation of Dakar. She was killed in her was blown to pieces by the first Sword of So she's probably about to die in that image. Oh, okay.
2: okay. Yeah. yeah. In that case, you know, I won't speak ill of the dead, yeah. I guess. Except for the fat dude from heroes. Alright, so Spoiler. next next up here
1: with more icon
2: vomit for Joe Jeez. is uh Paige Tycho Seven icons at the bottom in the uh, no, the six, MG one
1: hundred Star Fortress. Um, so Paige is an initiative five. Another impressive initiative rating for for a <laughs> character that is not known to be a pilot. <laughs> um,
2: and uh, I really want to like sit down and make a list of all the people that she's exactly as good a pilot as. Yeah. You're like, mm.
3: Well, sure she, was, she was a pilot, though, wasn't she? she Wait, was
1: is this Pilots. Paige? Oh, am I thinking of their sister?
4: Yeah, this is Paige, the hey, one that died in the beginning, beginning. Yeah, not Rose, she, who
1: lived. Okay, she but, but she also, it, no, she was not piloting it. Yeah, she, wasn't pilot. yeah, she wasn't a pilot. She was a gunner. Oh, she was the bottom gunner, turret gunner. Oh, that is no, no, true. Still not even a pilot. Well, she was never proven, so we don't know that for sure. We don't know. All I know is that that scene starts. Yeah, right. Uh, that scene starts with her in a gunner pod, and she hops out of it because the the actual pilot died. So, anyways, if you if I had an initiative five pilot in my ship, I would have them piloting and not gunnering. So, that's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, hold on a second. The resistance is not good at HR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <not. laughs>
3: uh, can you bleep out my my Raza Skywalker spoiler? Ah, oh, damn you! No, no, no I'm not don't do bleep it. it Just wait. Just wait. All right, Just wait. Fine. Yeah. So I'm gonna i to it down I
5: though.
1: I, I mean, if
4: if their job was to drop bombs, Page Gunner upgrade card is about dropping a lot of bombs.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's so. true. So, all right. So Page Page's pilot here is uh, after you drop a device, you may spend one charge to drop an additional device. So two devices around. That's cool. Seems um, kind of cool. Yeah. As as long as you got something dead to rights, I mean you you you're dropping them in the exact same space basically. Not necessarily. Basically. Not they necessarily. they like, can be different devices. The oh work yeah, but
2: don't they also have um they still have the bombardieria that lets you like instead of dropping it one yeah, you drop you can do it. You do two whatever.
3: to one. Can you also do trajectory? Can you trajectory something and drop something else?
1: Um, I don't know if that would trajectory would exactly work with this, this because it specifies drop. I'm not sure can about you, the wording can on that. You, can I mean, it's it's weird because
4: like and then launch one. <clears throat> it, that's the picture they demonstrated here. That like after dropping a seismic charge, Paige Tico uses her ability with size with trajectory simulator to launch a proton bomb into oh, yeah. the incoming Tysorm. So there like, either that works, but it's technically in the wrong order, and it's an article mistake, or it's right, and we can trajectory sim two things.
1: Yeah, which is super gross. Also.
4: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would totally trajectory send both well, a proton and a seismic into a bunch of
2: uh,
3: ob- obstacles. So
2: yeah, it's one of those things I don't want to be true. Yeah, right. <laughs> not, that, not that my feelings, generally speaking, you know. Yeah, mattered. Well, this
3: I I, I feel like it, it breaks the the whole, you know, thought of dropping multiple bombs. Did feel at every given point? I, I think even at one point, oh, it felt a little overpowered. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's one of those kind of break the rules that don't need to be broken, but we'll see. <clears throat>
1: yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I already have my problems with this ship. This, this ship seems to only be capable of actually dropping things straight down. So why can't, so, so why, you know, like the only one of these pilots that makes any sense is the one that lets you put the bombs where they touch the base.
4: Bob, <laughs> Finch,
1: Dello. Finch. Yeah, so like that's the only one that like thematically makes any sense to me. The rest of them are like, you can't drop things that direction. <laughs> <laughs> you just all you have all you have is just a, you just have to you have to be right on top of the damn thing and you gotta drop it straight down that's what you got what, you didn't see them use their magnetic catapults oh yeah uh, no I didn't <laughs> I was gonna say you can't
3: really drop things in space but.
1: <laughs> well they were magnetic bombs I think was the point but you know whatever
3: well
2: that is that article there's some cool stuff in there. like I said a lot of these ships just feel like they're gonna be competing for space with things that are already there yeah And like, I just, I wonder whether or not that's going to be viable. Yeah. Well, looks like we got some spoilers. We found some some black market places. Yeah, there's a few more spoilers from the stream.
1: Um, No, these were off the FFG stream. So the first one. No, no,
2: we we really need to talk about this first one here. Yeah, we're going to talk about Kazuto here. Oh, but I want to talk about his subtitle. Go ahead. He's the best pilot in the galaxy. And he's an initiative four. He's initiative four. <laughs> yep. He's the best pilot of the galaxy, <laughs> but not named did random you read people. his I've never ability? Heard of. Yeah, Leia. Yeah, and his, uh, Paige Taika. Yeah,
1: his ability is pretty cool though. So he's initiative four in the fireball here. And Kazuto is, you know, is the main character from the Resistance cartoon show. I so actually did not know. While that. I you def- while you defend or perform a primary attack, if the enemy ship's initiative is higher than the number of damage cards that you currently have, you may roll an additional die. So. As long as you're shooting at something like... I mean, this ship does start with a damage card on it. But no, it was, they do? Yeah. That's um, it's, it's this whole explosion with wings. And uh, set up your face-down damage card. After you perform a slam action, you, you may expose one damage card to remove one disarm token. That's the okay. ship's ability. That's so, kind of a neat ability. Yeah, so basically it starts off as a 5 health ship. If, if you're not running any other weird upgrades on it. But the... Uh, so this guy, you know, he's just constantly getting extra dice... As long as he's, you know... Especially if he's going up against a five. If, if, like, anything a five or higher, he's never going to... He's, he's always going to have extra dice against, right? <laughs>
5: so, that, five and That six. seems
2: good, but that really depends on whether or not, like, this ship is costed in a way that this guy is any good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. he could have three attack and two defense and six hull, but, like, if he's not costed effectively, mm-hmm. then that doesn't really help at all. Yeah.
4: Yeah, this feels like the scummiest ship of the resistance <clears throat> because... Um, there's already been kind of, It's not been 100% proven, but, like, in the, in the spread of the original article for this, the Fireball title seems to say that you can pick the upgrade card. You want to be as the card that you put for the face down instead of just being the first one mm-hmm. dealt. Uh, and so what if you picked Disabled Power Regulator where you would get the Ion Token? Yeah. Let's say you also had Static Discharge Veins.
5: Yeah, so you could, like, slam... So, so every time vein. you yeah, slammed...
4: Yeah. You get an Ion because it flips when you engage, and then you static discharge it off you.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I guess this guy comes down to, he's either good if he's costed as a two attack ship, or he's bad if he's costed as a three attack ship. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Like You're you're either costing him as a guy that is two and can get an extra one, but you might be costing him as a three that might lose it, and then it might suck. Yeah, this ship's going to do weird things. You
3: still need a ship at range one, don't you?
2: Uh, Yeah, you still need to ship at range one for static
4: discharge. So yeah, it has to be at your engagement when when you would get it from disabled power regulator. So it's really only going to be effective against stuff that as a deterrent around you or as like hunting out some lower initiative stuff.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think I think Kaz looks pretty pretty cool. I mean, and he's going to be very points dependent. If he's if he's cheap enough, you're going to see him all all over the place. Exactly. Well, he could be be like the new Finn, right? Like where he could be, if he's cheap enough, he could be like the new resistance, little kind of cheap ship that you just see thrown into every list,
2: just because he's efficient. Or you could be putting both of them in there. So,
4: as you start the game, if it's higher initiative than the cards that you have. Especially if against other aces, he basically builds up against other high ace stuff. Yeah. Um. And you're essentially working with potentially a, th- a three attack, three agility, and five hull mm-hmm. chip.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily love the the three attack dice though without no target lock. That's just sure. kind of nice. That's kind of yeah. me some days. I don't know. Yeah. I'll maybe just if it's picking. got a mod
4: slot, you could do targeting computer.
2: Yeah, targeting computer is a thing now. Yeah. So but I don't wanna pay for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, all right. Uh, also in here is uh, R1J5, which is the astromech from that uh, resistance cartoon show. What, what do they call that astromech? Like bucket. bucket, bucket, yeah. So it's got three charges on them. And these, while you have two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform actions on damage cards, even while stressed. After you, re- after you repair a damage card with the ship trait, you may spend one charge to repair that card again. So essentially just removing the card entirely off of you. That seems really good. Yeah. So obviously this is something built to go on this fireball because you're kind of starting off with damage and just a lot a lot of damage card tricks on these fireballs is, is looks like is what, what is going to be the thing with these.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so and pay attention to when a damage card tells you to repair it because technically a direct hit tells you to repair this card. Yeah. After you draw another. So you draw another, place it, repair the card... When you flip it, it down and you just remove it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he, so yeah. So he essentially, immediately turns a direct hit into just one regular hit. <laughs>
2: assuming it didn't kill you.
1: Yeah. Assuming it yes. didn't kill you. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah. Mathematically, so. that'll happen sometimes too.
1: Yeah, but uh, no, that there's gonna be a lot. Of, I mean, and I, I can already see the kind of the rules shenanigans, questions. This is gonna bring up, but um, I'm sure it's gonna cause. Because I think isn't, isn't there already some level of controversy over whether or not you can repair like whether or not the card telling you to repair is the same thing as you repairing it or whatever like I don't know I, d- I don't see the issue personally I don't see it either but I think I mean people can I think can maybe make the argument
2: There there is present in other games for you know whether or not you do something or whether or not it just happens so yeah. yeah
4: some people are on the side that if it says like they're considering after you repair as like you actively taking the action to repair yeah yeah even though the text on the card of some of them that just say when they when like let's say you have loose stabilizer Mm -hmm. some people just because after you take the one damage you flip you repair the card anyway so if you just decide well i got the health to take the damage i'm just going to do the maneuver i want to do instead of a straight maneuver you repair it and then theoretically with this upgrade card
2: you would get rid of it Mm mm-hmm it does seem pretty good. Yeah. Here's one of our least popular segments, though, where I discuss uh, things that happen in other games. Back in the day, <laughs> there was a. Uh, I, I enjoy doing it. Go for it. It's, it's my gift to myself. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. Um, back in Spycraft, which was a, a spy-based card game back in the day from AEG, uh-huh. there was a guy that actually did. He had an ability when you retired a guy, which is you know the polite way in Spycraft to say you know you killed the dude. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it only worked when that guy retired him. Mm-hmm. and normally how you retire people in that game is you gave them a wound and then you gave them a second wound and they died, but the ruling came down you know, after he had come out that if he gave you a second wound, that was not him retiring you that was him wounding you, and the rules are what did they retiring so it led to like jokes in that game for any number of years about like that being such a deadly game the rule book itself could straight up murder you <laughs> so you could be murdered by the rules in that game, like oh god, <laughs> this is a dangerous game, Yeah. and then that card was useless and Peyton, Peyton was angry forever Yeah. isn't
3: there, um isn't our president's uh, wasn't the there was some stuff about the missiles? Uh, fuck, I forget what they're called, but the trade federation drones. Um, the discord where it missiles? says take an action and it, the action is to reload the card. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, the energy shell charges, yeah, yeah, energy shell charges, right? <clears throat> Isn't it what was the ruling on that? Isn't that kind of a the, little bit of a president's where basically it's not a reload action?
1: The ruling on that was it's that an action to reload. The ruling on that was that it, it works the exact same way as a reload action. Okay, so yeah, I, I, yeah. That's,
3: I feel like that's All, the case too, because you know, if an action tells you to repair the card, then you're just doing an action that forces you to, you know, it, it, basically you're spending that action to be able to repair. The repair reparation is always done by you, no matter what. Yeah, um,
4: that's that's a good reference point. Actually, that's a good point.
3: Yeah.
2: Destiny has some weird stuff in that, too, where it's like there are certain cards that force your opponent to remove one of their dice, and they ruled that that's not the same as you removing their dice because that's your opponent doing it. It's like, really, my card said to remove it, but it told him to choose which one, so therefore he's removing it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so there's weird shit that happens in every game, I guess. Oh, I yeah. have no idea how this one works. Yeah. So, all right, so It'll next. It'll definitely,
3: there'll they'll, they'll be some rec, they'll probably, text they'll, I'm sure they'll clarify,
1: clarify it somewhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, all right, thank you um, the next card up here is a first order card. Um, this is from the new Von Reg uh, tie pack, the tie, uh, was it SA Interceptor? BA. BA. Oh, it's uh, a badass so it's, it's Interceptor? An, it's a badass Interceptor, I want to play yeah.
2: badass interceptors.
1: So it's an initiative five, um, hollow like and is at the start of the engagement phase, you must transfer one of your tokens to another friendly ship at range zero to two. So, obviously, he's got the fine-tuned thrusters on here that lets him take the uh, deplete and strain tokens to perform either a barrel roll or a um, target lock action. So he's going to, you know, con- conceivably have a couple of different tokens lying around on him, some good, some bad. So...
2: I think the, it's going to be really good, actually. You know,
1: the pass that stuff around is pretty cool at initiative five. Yeah. So,
4: most people thought it was all about the fond reg. I think yeah Paulo could be pretty good. Actually. Yeah Um, You could also pass off enemy <clears throat> target locks.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's like old man tricks. Yeah Yeah, getting rid of enemy target locks is real nice, especially yeah, if they took huge. the time to line you up. So um, Well, it
3: screws up target priority completely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a big deterrent.
1: Yeah Well, it's, it's kind of cool just you know because you could pass it backwards out of range you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, you had Hollow in range, but you didn't have this guy. But Hollow's close enough, so there, there, yeah, yeah. You know, what it feels you like
4: s- you're gonna pass
2: it off to screw
4: U7B um, Jedi, and you yeah. free taking your stupid <laughs> locks with all your force.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, in case you pass it off to um, what's the big shuttle that everybody likes? Oh, um, Tavson. Yeah, Tavson. Like, yeah, here, put this target lock on Tavson. Go yeah. shoot him instead. And like, <laughs> yeah. No, forget it's like, about God it. Damn it. I didn't want to. Fine. <laughs>
1: <do you? laughs> I wasn't here.
2: I
4: wasn't here to shoot
2: Tavson. Yeah. yeah. No. No. You know what? You know, I'm
1: gonna do nothing. Nobody came to shoot Tavson. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So next up, we got uh, a new uh, tie silencer pilot, um, Rush, who is an initiative two. And I love Rush. Yeah. While you were damaged, uh, you can treat your initiative as a six. So he's kind of like a reverse null. So, Um,
4: man, I really wish friendly ships could shoot each other whenever they want. Right. So, I would just have Rush shoot Kylo, give him like a random crit under the
2: shields, Mm -hmm.
4: and then just be one less health only (coughs) instead of half
2: health in I6. This guy (laughs) might actually be good in uh, Aces High. Yeah. 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 Kind
4: of hilarious. Yeah. I mean what? I mean could be yeah. Yeah. Like, you
2: want that you want that first blood token? Yeah. You make me an initiative six. I yeah. will get last blood. Well
4: then here here's the fun ruling cool. part, right? Okay. Does he get to shoot if you've passed I six oh, and yeah. he goes down to half?
2: Yep. I don't think so, no. Probably not. What's yeah. weird about it? They, though. They,
4: they What's, said on stream they were like, "Oh no, he gets to shoot. He doesn't. He doesn't lose the opportunity to shoot." Like I think you're just saying that. Like yeah. As I read it right now. Oh, it's if 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 it's past I six and he gets damaged, it feels like there's He a becomes there, I six and then he does yeah. just lose his shot at I two.
1: Well, the only I mean the only thing uh, they have the blanket rule in there that everybody must have an engagement phase, right? So. I'm assuming that's, that's they had to yeah they had to put that in there it's, I think they put that in there at some point for some ruling I don't remember what but there that there is that blanket rule in there that every ship must have an engagement phase because I know they've used that I know some judges have used that in to like rewind games and say that you yeah. know, oh you forgot because a shot it, yeah, you have somebody, to go back and do the shot yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know they're probably gonna put a just because kind of a ruling in there they're like because we say so yeah he gets whatever initiative he started the engagement phase with or something stupid I don't know but who knows we'll see
3: i've lost i've lost a game on that and in uh in 2.0 where i forgot to shoot with a ship so yeah i would have liked to (laughs) know now
1: yeah so all right the other uh, before that yeah that that rules was it may have been yeah i don't know i i i can't i just remember that came up as like a ruling at some point
3: but Uh, it was um i want to say no, it wasn't Toronto. Toronto was a talent roll. Um, yeah, Toronto
1: was the Toronto talent roll.
3: It <laughs> was one final. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, they it missed was Toronto a, talent
2: roll in nineteen.
3: <laughs> it was a it was a republic ship. Uh, I think it was Obi Wan actually. Uh, somebody skipped their activation with Obi Wan. It yeah. was a huge deal. Um, where basically that's I think that's what the judge ruled was uh, to rewind it mm-hmm. uh, back, the game state back and. The other person lost or something like that there was some drama behind it yeah all right last last
1: ship on the list here is uh a new ty sf uh captain phasma at initiative four who's that um who that? <clears throat> so while you defend after the neutralized results step another friendly ship at range zero to one must suffer one hit or crit damage to cancel one matching result so um i guess is that like the Kind of like the she's ability yeah and it yeah was, it this, was crap then too <laughs> so yeah this this kind of might end up
4: in the seat seizure syndrome yeah of like well this doesn't feel great um the few spots where it might be okay is if you stick phasma in the middle of a bunch of fanatical fo's
5: mm-hmm.
4: like they'll take the shield if it's a hit or a crit anyway yeah I mean, you don't really want to shoot at just base FOs, but also is is a fanatical FO swarm with Phasma really that great in the first place? That's
2: another mm. point. Yeah. I just feel like you're guarding like something of no real value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Or like, she's okay, Phasma, but like is she really your priority? Yeah.
4: Put Phasma next to Tavsan and just say you either yeah. one you shoot Tavsan's going to get stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that I could actually see. <laughs> I mean, actually, I I I really like the efficiency of of, of a lot of the uh, of like the the, the FOS, um, and I think there's been some interesting lists out there that have have kind of utilized that. So, like, what was the one uh, list? I think one of the Polish guys didn't he win uh, like the Polish nationals or, didn't, oh, or yeah, top the, table?
4: The, <clears throat> the Avenger and a bunch of yeah. FOS.
1: Yeah. So like honestly is Phasma and a bunch of FOs any different you know that much different from that you know it's that yeah. it could be interesting
4: I, just, I never oh, like one's, one's a silencer silencers are pretty yeah. good chassis Oh
1: silencers are great chassis obviously and it's and it was a cool ability that he was taking advantage of with Avenger but um but you know from an efficiency standpoint I think that it could
2: be a thing It's like I don't hate this shit but I really I always thought Jezor could have done something really cool and instead he like he's super good at like staying alive like cool to what end like I I got no answer. I got no (laughs) endgame. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Phasma's not much of an endgame ship in the first place. So it's like, what am I really doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel like they need to make some sort of EPT that you just put on Phasma that makes her, you know, actually, she needs, that Mm -hmm. makes her a centerpiece. Same thing with Shizor, you know what I mean? I I, I remember,
1: I remember the, uh, the year the the Star Viper came out and, and and like, you know, Shizor came out and it was that, that regional season. I somehow played, I think or five different people running shizor lists at, at different regionals that year and i went and looked it up later on uh on list juggler and i literally played like five of these seven sh- lists containing shizor that were that were in any regional in the entire world the entire state like, uh, the entire world I'm like how did how did i play that many shizors and i was I was, think, I was thinking about it i was like this is ridiculous how do i keep running in the shizors
2: that's what it sounds like, like he used to be really that used, black sun used to be like and probably still is for all the people still playing Star Wars CCG. It was always like one of the greatest and most fun decks you could play in all of Star yeah. Wars CCG. So then he came to this game, I got super excited. I was like Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah So, oh well Alright, well that's the end of the spoilers here. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up from these art- articles and spoilers? <laughs> Any last words? I think it's some good looking stuff. It looks fun Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of fun new content, that's for sure
4: Yeah, I think, I mean, out of everything that we've seen, the Resistance and First Order are getting the most stuff. Because, like, as Joe said, a lot of the Rebel stuff in the Joining the Cause article was just like, well, this pilot will compete with this pilot, and K2SO crew seems like the only cool thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's some crowded skies. It's like Mm Firefly. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out one thing before we go to the break, though, and we'll we'll touch on this briefly. And I mentioned earlier that I'm a little, uh, I'm a little, you know, lover spat with FFG right now. I do like they put out all that world stuff and mm-hmm. gave you some information on that one, but yeah, didn't did anybody else? Was anybody else expecting something cool to come out of the Mandalorian or or Rise of Skywalker game wise?
3: Oh yeah. yeah, so hold, yeah. hold on not about, yet. Uh, the Mandalorian you have to wait on uh, because, as you notice, there is literally no merchandise out yet at all. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know how Disney is. Baby Yoda um, so plushies just came out. Come out later.
2: I just know one year we got a TFA starter set that had you know that came, came out like
1: two months before the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like
2: we got like that cool merchandise tie. Yeah. This one was like we seem to be uh we seem to be getting uh nothing here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're getting on, resistant.
4: On, <clears throat> on, the, on the flip side of that, when those came out, we had Red Ace, Blue Ace, yep, like unnamed people, poet. PS eight like yeah. and then they just re-release stuff later with real names, poet PS nine, yeah. Like fixed stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they're they're playing greedy. the weight game a bit to make sure they do it correctly, which if I were FFG, timing and marketing I would probably plan to release the first set of Mandalorian based ships, even if it's just the Razor Crest, by the yeah. time Fall
2: 2020 oh, when have the, the next season comes out. out. Yeah, well, they better have the Razor Crest. Yeah, that's what them. we're doing with the Resistance. I was just about to point out, it's like we they better have the chips. Razor
1: Crest out there by the time season two comes out, like that, or yeah. at least be announced. Yeah, I want
2: a fucking scum ship. Is yeah, that, can I just put it all? that's yeah, yeah. right on the tail, right yeah, here. Yeah. I just want my fucking scum ship. I just want a fucking scum ship. Give shit. me my God, damn. <laughs> Even the one that gets blown up. I don't yeah. even know what that is. I don't know who that guy is. I doubt he even has a name. But you know what? That's another scum. Yeah, up. yeah.
4: It, it looked like a cross between a Z ninety five and a Fang Fighter. Look cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm down. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, the the one warships. I, the one thing, and I, I'm I'd have to go back and look at the timing on everything exactly, but I feel like they're actually pretty far behind right now on announcing stuff. I mean, they already delayed the the next wave, right? What was it wave six? So yes,
4: that's not but, expected till February. Yeah, which was supposed yeah.
1: to be a December release. And then now and they push back, the and they Destiny have yet, stuff, yet to even announce they've yet to even announce what wave 7 will be, which is I just feel like that's that they're, they're pretty far behind, especially mostly part of it is because of I think how fast-paced the 2.0 releases have been up till now. Yeah. so uh, maybe, maybe it's like maybe they're they're intentionally slowing down a little bit, but no, it, I think, it, I think it, think it also it feels might, like they're just might, behind.
3: No, I think it's uh, it might have to do with uh, China export issues yeah
1: no i think i think there's some issues there but anyways i i do feel like they're really behind as far as just like
2: i just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me yeah. like i i was kind of like waiting for you know ffg to do a surprise move you know what yeah I, mean? I keep waiting there's a recurring theme on the show we had the whole game <laughs> of thrones episode where i talked about how i was expecting a plot twist at the end that never came mm-hmm. i was expecting a plot twist in what well, we'll get into in the second half that didn't come yeah like I'm just waiting for these plot yeah. twists.
1: All right. Well, on that note, we will hit the break, and we will get a Florida Man segment here. And actually, you know what? I normally just kind of decide this in editing, but since Ryan's our guest and I have one from Ryan, uh, the, it's going to be the Ryan Staniszewski Florida Man news segment today.
2: So if you guys of at us. home don't like Ryan, you know, you're know, going to be sick of him by the end of this episode. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you're going to learn a lot about a guy who throws hot dogs.
2: Yeah. A lot about a guy throwing hot dogs. It's great. It was <laughs> I'm great. I'm pretty, sure, pretty sure the guy at the party last night threw I, up I, some I, hot dogs. I will say for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the break I'm going to go outside and check to see yeah. if there's you know, remnants but. so anyways we will be back
4: this is Ryan Staniszewski reporting this week a Florida man desperate to get his beer used hot dogs and a corn dog stick to attack a gas station clerk police said Kevin McDaniel 35 threw hot dogs and poked a, the female clerk with a corn dog stick at pedro gas station in marion county officials said mcdaniel's bizarre outbreak allegedly began after the clerk refused to sell him beer it's unclear what the clerk's reason was the victim was left with a red mark under her eye due to the corn dog stick attack the sheriff's office said surveillance video captured a man identified as mcdaniel lunging with a hot dog at, a, at the clerk mcdaniel was charged with battery touch or strike he also violated his probation from pasco county he's being held in jail with no bond
1: hello everybody and welcome back to the second half of florida man plays x-wing and i'm going to give the big spoiler alert here we're going to talk episode nine rise of skywalker and we're going to talk mandalorian uh season finale so if uh, you have not seen any of those at this point uh you know just go ahead and turn it off but uh this is your warning so be warned Uh, from here on out tons of spoilers so, <laughs> all right. So, all of us have uh, we've all all of us here have uh, seen all of these uh, these new Star Wars things that came out over the holidays, and we have. I'm sure there's many and varying opinions
2: about all of them. So, we should also stop here for a minute to point out that Steve did. We, we announced that he was undertaking a mission to watch all of the Star Wars before the Star Wars. Yes. And people have asked me, you did in fact complete.
1: This? I did complete. I did complete the mission. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I know. yeah, yeah I know. You
3: had to watch like all of. Uh, finished Clone Wars. Yeah. And yep. All of Rebels and obviously the rest of the movies in like a week or a Ye- week
1: and a half, maybe. Yeah, it was something like that. It was about a week. But yeah, the uh yeah, it was it was a lot. But you know, I, I, I pushed I pushed through it. So <laughs> I'm proud of you, Steve. Yeah, was yeah, an epic TV watching. You, you know, I will say my biggest takeaway from that. Was, was just, uh, bed sores. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I rolled over. Uh, I, 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 I continually roll. I can roll, I can roll myself over. It's fine. A
2: little, a little spatula and cap next yeah. to him. Just, you know,
3: no. make sure he wasn't growing into the cap. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like, it's one of, it's like those Fuck, rollers. Fuck, I should have said tappers. 11, tappers were the The rollers. Yeah. He just, <laughs> you just you know, sits there and just gets rolled. Yeah, yeah. Automatically.
1: Yep, so um but no my biggest my biggest takeaway from all that because obviously this is all stuff i've all seen before but i i never i never binged watched um rebels before the rebels cartoon show and so actually watching because i watched that show live at like as it came out originally so going back and binge watching that show like god that was a good show i really really fucking like the star wars rebels cartoon show like that in the way it was, you know, interconnected with Clone Wars, obviously, because it's the Dave Filoni joint, and the, uh, you know, it. it I, I really, really liked Rebels. I've been and, told that one gets better in the second season, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it gets much better. The first season's a little, little. First hairy. season's a little, a little rough. Um, it's, but it's not even that bad, really. Like even re, like rewatching it, I was like, you know what, this isn't as bad as I think I thought it was. Like the fir- even the first season. So, um. And it wasn't bad. It was just a little slower and different. You know, it, it took the show a little bit of time to get gain momentum, right. basically. But it was uh, no. It was Rebels is really good. And, and like it was like the end of that show was like I don't know. It was, it was pretty. It, it kind of hit me. It was pretty emotional, especially after watching the whole thing as like one big block. You know, and, and not just watching it week to week. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Rebels is fantastic. Anybody for anybody who hasn't watched Star Wars Rebels, you know, definitely go out and watch that show. It's it's a, it's I'll, a great I'll show.
3: Definitely. I definitely still require a watch through. I think I watched the first few episodes. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely going to do that, especially now. With yeah. Jesse I'll
4: plus. I'll echo everything that Steven said because I just started rewatching Rebels just because mm-hmm. I kind of ran out of things to watch on my normal like YouTube channels I subscribe to and yeah. then, like caught up on all the Mandalorian stuff and everything else. Me and my wife are just kind of sitting there. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm only like three or four episodes in. She came home from work. And I was like, do you want to watch Rebels? Because she'd never seen it. She's yeah. Like, yeah, sure, why not? And, like, she even really likes it. Yeah. And I was like... And, and, I, and I look back and I'm like, this is... E- one, I think this is easily the best animated content for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Clone Wars is still pretty good. Yes. But it, it definitely has more dead spots. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole, like... First season or two was really slow or kid like, like that's more true for Clone Wars.
1: It is more true for Rebels Clone
4: Wars. being more concise in only four seasons and it's a whole story. Yeah. Kind of is doesn't have that issue. Like there's a, some filler episodes, but there's not a ton. Yeah. And they still build <clears throat> the characters a bit and then call back to those episodes. Mm-hmm. It's not just always 100% filler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those Clone Wars had a lot of, of random episodes. Um, and some of them were, you know, not they were bad, they were just not as to the point of the, of the overall story, whereas Rebels was very, very concise and to the point about what it was trying to accomplish. So, um.
3: Can I get my, uh, my hot take on, uh, rewatch? Yeah, go for it. I sure. Yeah. I, out of all the movies that I saw, I, I could see objectively that Attack of the Clones is bad. Mm-hmm. So that was up at the bottom of the list, but... It, it
1: is an objectively
3: bad movie. I <laughs> did not enjoy Return of the Jedi yeah. as much as I thought I remembered enjoying it.
1: Oh, also, not as great. I think that movie um, has has kind of shined with nostalgia. Um, it, uh, but I think it, so, too. It wasn't as... It, obviously, of the original three, the original trilogy is probably the weakest, but... Um, well,
3: I don't know, but because like New Hope, I, I just I fucking love New Hope. It just feels like you're at home, basically. Yeah. You know when you watch it. Um, and Empire Strikes Back obviously is one of the most iconic. But Return of the Jedi just kind of fell flat when I rewatched it. I just I was yeah. like, okay, this is great. Like you know, it just I felt like I had no real investment except. For the Emperor, uh, the scenes with the Emperor and, um, you know, Vader, and just mm-hmm. and that that kind of aspect of it, because yeah. cause that I think that was necessary uh, to close out the story, and yeah. it was done really well. But besides that, everything else about it was just kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just kind of like my thing. I was just like, I, out of the rewatch, I think that was the movie that I enjoyed the least, because I still enjoyed Attack of the Clones. I know that it's bad. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it much more in Return of the Jedi. Um, so that was just kind of my my thought
1: I still enjoy of Return the of the War Jedi movie. more than Attack of the Clones. I can't I can't get over some of the problems that movie has. <laughs> but
3: that's that's me. The dialogue. <laughs> but I, no, I, I think everything else is tolerable. I'm normally
4: a person who likes Return of the Jedi more than others and that's just because like I'm such a huge fan of the space Yeah. battles and <clears throat> that having the space battle that I had was always like a big awe moment for me oh, yeah. when I was young. Yeah. So
2: I think the ground battle on Endor drags that movie out a little bit. It does. And the rest of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like
3: Yeah.
2: Like I love Java's Palace sequence. I love the the Death Star <coughs> sequence. I love the battle outside the Death Star. I think a lot of the things that happen on Endor are probably the weaker part. But there's some good moments there. Yeah, too. I
1: mean I always go back to the I always go back to like I just wish they had done that the way it was originally written and made that made the movies instead of instead of Ewoks. I mean like I agree. It's just it just, oh it just would have Watching. made so much more sense.
3: But, watching the ewoks overpower the stormtroopers yeah. it was just like watching like a third grade cartoon like i was just like i couldn't i couldn't take it seriously like yeah. i was just like this 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 can't be happening yeah <laughs> like if i was a stormtrooper i'd grab one of those things and just toss it like i just i don't understand why this is happening
2: yeah uh, you know it so, it does something that that star wars isn't particularly adept at having children in any roles there's no there's really no children in the star wars universe to be honest with you there's anakin in the one movie and he's you know i won't harp on that poor guy whose you know life has been ruined by having yeah. been in that film any more than it has been <laughs> yeah but star wars doesn't really know how to handle children and let's face it ewoks from a filmmaking standpoint have all the same rules and attachments that children do yeah you know you can't really one of them does get blown up and that is actually a sincerely like crying kind of moment but yeah the rest of the bit it's like watching jurassic park you know what I mean? yeah it's like th- you know they're not gonna eat the fucking kids so yeah. like why do we even have the kids here <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> you have characters that are immune to death and they're not really that interesting so please get rid of them yeah and they yeah. Fi- had to find weird ways to justify their own existence
1: yeah plus i think if you just had uh if you if you'd used wo if you'd used wookies so obviously you know maybe you know maybe you do the the whole the whole death star thing is is a is, a, is on uh
2: uh, Kashyyyk, which makes way more sense Endor. too, because like like Wookiee slave labor is a thing that's been in all of the yeah, Star Wars ones. So like, yeah. would you like build the Death Star next to your source of free slave labor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it just
1: well, seems like logistical sense. Yeah, well, that and then you could have go, you could have done a, maybe a pretty interesting story arc with um, with Chewie and like some sort of and, and some sort of home connection with Chewie and you
2: know like, anyways, uh, we won't. Yeah. So basically, of, um, so basically the story the... they do in Solo. Yeah. You or basically like help. take that whole thing where he goes in the mine and busts out all the Wookies, but you would have done that like six films earlier. Uh, yeah. yeah, conceivably. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm good with the plan. Hey, I'm not, yeah. not poo pooing the plan. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. But they I figured, it, this later. it
1: would have been cool because, because like, the whole idea behind the Endor sequence was that the Emperor knew this was all happening, so it was actually a trap, right? So, that was also stupid. Um, really? Who would, who would ever do
3: that? Who, who would ever go as a trap? I'm going to tell them exactly where the weak point is.
2: I mean, well, it it what works. What kind of mass
3: criminal or evil mastermind would do that? That's stupid.
2: Yeah, really. I mean, it, it I worked. Know. It was working. Yeah,
3: I don't know. No, it wasn't. No, I mean, I mean like, why don't you have a decoy uh, place where well, you can deactivate the shields? I, I think you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they I, still deactivated the shields.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest things about the about Star Wars, like from a lessons standpoint, at least with the Sith one of the big things about the sith as a, as a character trait is that they're just supremely overconfident like right. like that's like their that's like their big character weakness and that's usually how they end up losing is their overconfidence so <laughs> I, I to me at least that's kind of like that's how i've always kind of viewed the sith but
3: no i like that you know, yeah basically yeah it, like you mentioned a lesson that could be learned from it I, yeah i could, I could say that yeah
1: so anyways you know we got the we got the originals and then we you know, we've done our rewatches and stuff. Now now we got Rise of Skywalker. So let's do the let's do the like just the kind of around the horn basic idea, like, you know, what did you what is your overarching take on, on Rise of Skywalker? And we'll, we'll start with Joe. What do you got? Yeah,
2: we're gonna start with Joe. Okay. Well, well warning the else it gets better from here. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie. It was a fun movie and uh-huh. it was exciting. There was cool set pieces that looked great and you know, there's neat things that happened. I've had about a week or two to stew on it, and I've listened to a couple other podcasts with my friends that have talked about it. I don't, I don't like it as an ending to the saga. I I think it's a terrible ending for the saga. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good ending for this trilogy, like the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. I think it closes out Kylo Ren's story and Ray's story pretty well, but I think it does nothing for the rest of the the saga. Mm -hmm. For me, there's two sagas. It's one through six. I don't even like the prequels, but one through six forms a story. Seven, eight, and nine have fuck all to do with with one through six. Mm-hmm. They're not related. Yeah, so I'm a little bitter and disappointed by that one. Um, but I like the movie itself. Yeah, like I liked it and it was cool. Like it looked awesome and there were neat moments. But like, I'd also like to dispel all rumors that people have been starting out there that anybody at Lucasfilm, from George Lucas on down to the mouse himself. Has any fucking clue what they're doing with the next movie? Oh, not, like, yeah. not like whatever movies coming out next, but like everybody's like, it was always going to be Palpatine. Like they always knew, or you know, Lucas always knew that that Vader is Luke's father. Yeah, no, they don't. Don't let them lie to you. Don't <laughs> let them bullshit you. Yeah. They don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I everybody's think, like, well, they they knew it was going to be Palpatine. <laughs> oh, really? Because
1: they foreshadowed
2: it zero percent. I,
1: I think I think Lucas. I think this and this goes. This starts with Lucas and this starts with with Episode Four. There was never much of a plan like no. a, like like he was like a lot of the stuff was getting made up on the fly and it, and we you know you know lucas would always say things like he had this grand plan or earlier than he may have or whatever but i never really believed it i mean you took a
2: movie that it, like he, but it like, keeps happening people keep being like well you know obviously it was pulp team was going to be the big villain look at how big a villain he was in you know one through six like yeah and then not mentioned even slightly or hinted at in seven or eight yeah like they don't mention him it's not no
3: Not a thing. Well, part of it is just the, you know, kind of uh, this dysfunction that was, you know, having multiple directors and not an actual trilogy (laughs) plan. It was just more like, hey, we're going to have you write this one, or you direct this one, you direct that one, you direct that one. Mm -hmm. You guys feel free. Let your creative minds go wild. Yeah. And I think they thought they were doing the right thing there.
1: Um, Like, I think Disney, like, honestly thought they were kind of doing the right thing by just letting. They're like, oh, we're gonna, you know, because the original plan is hire three different directors to make three different movies, and they'll all somehow kind of and let them and they, I think they let them have a fair bit of create creative kind of control, more people more than I think most people give them credit for. But the, uh, <clears throat> and then just kind of, but not really plan it and not really like I think that that was kind of the key to Star Wars as before you know with when when Lucas was in charge was that there was at least there was one. Driving influence and force over everything that was made for Star Wars, and that was George Lucas. There hasn't been one driving influence or force over the new stuff that's come out since then, so it's felt disjointed.
2: I think, I think that's to me, is, was the word I was looking for. Thank yeah, you. I've got two quick points I want to make, uh, and I'll hand the baton off to somebody else. A good friend of mine pointed out something that I think is extremely true about this whole series, the whole saga at this point. Is that basically the prequel trilogy is a good trilogy of bad movies. Yeah. Sorry, Carlos. But like it, it forms one good narrative arc. You know, it mm-hmm. is the fall of this, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And individual movies, they're all they're all have their flaws and are kind of weak. But like the sequel trilogy is almost as bad because it's a really bad trilogy of good movies. Mm-hmm. I like all right. three of the sequel movies. I like them. I don't think they form a compelling story of any real value. Yeah, I think they're, there's they're, no moral or theme. There's no arc. There's no like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? We di- we didn't have like a three act play like we had. Mm-hmm. Like we, we got so used to the, the 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 original oh yeah, trilogy, oh yeah. we had a three act play. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I know I agree. I think there was uh, it, it was the the trilogy as a whole. I think felt disjointed, and that was that was kind of part of the issue. I, I liked all three movies. Like I said, really, I actually really like all three movies individually. Oh, I do too. I, I just don't know
2: how well all of them played together as part of the saga. Yeah, I think they do okay as a trilogy. I don't think they have any relationship to the rest of the saga. Mm-hmm. Like they almost, they almost kind of. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think they do, but it's 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 it does not feel like a as strong a connection as it should have been.
2: You know, like I mean. The whole Anakin's supposed to bring balance to the force thing, it doesn't, you know, being balanced to the force doesn't mean, you know, yeah. his grandson kind of defeats the bad guy that we just reinvented. I, I, I feel like that's end, like the most, like, like the most unfulfilled promise in, in
1: Star Wars, uh, <laughs> of, you know, Anakin bringing balance to the force or whatever. Like, like,
2: I mean, I get it. I, I get the link, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll come back around to Joe Laporta and Travis's viewing guide to how the whole trilogy is way better if you do it our way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carlos, what do you, what do you got?
3: Um, okay, so I, I do have some of these some arguments to what Joe had said. I, 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 overall, again, I uh, agree with him as far as the movie itself was very, very fun. Um, and it, I think it did bring it back a little bit from just the incessant arguing over The Last Jedi, whether mm-hmm. it was good or not. It, it was such a 50-50 split um that I think this one brought it back to everybody agreeing that it was at least a good Star Wars movie in a sense you know it was yeah. epic there was lots of you know cool things happening um epic story and epic you know kind of you know happenings you know with uh, with Ray being the Palpatine and all that stuff um as far as the tying to the saga I have to disagree in the sense that this was the only movie that kind of felt like it was a true tie in to the saga as a whole. Um, and I feel like JJ Abrams just kind of squeezed it in one movie. Yeah. Um, where I think had he directed, uh, the last Jedi, he directed the second movie as well. A lot of those elements would have been in the second movie. So you would have had a lot more of a feel, you know, you finish with the force awakens, you get the connection with, um, you know, Luke and then a lot of the stuff regarding Palpatine get discovered in the second movie and then you have the final clash at the end. Um so this movie I think ties in the whole saga as a whole a lot better. Uh, you know, the the Snoke death is a little bit better explained in this movie now when it's just like we well, was just a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was upset, you know what I mean? But now it's like, well, who cares? You know what I mean? He wasn't he was just a creation by Palpatine. Um all that, so I think overall, yeah, tying in the saga, I think it did a really good job with that, um, and bringing the two major families together, right? The Palpatines, the Skywalkers, you know. I just don't um, feel like the come. Palpatines are a family, though. Uh, well, oh, man, apparently they the were. Thing. Like, Again. until this Rushed. movie, 90% yeah. of the
2: people who went and saw this movie didn't know that Palpatine was his last name.
3: Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, they didn't know there yeah, was a Palpatine. Right, there right. is
2: no Palpatine family. They didn't, didn't even know that was his last name. Like, oh, he just assumed he was just like fucking Cher or Bondo, you know? <laughs> right. Again,
3: and I, I think that that's a little bit a cause of the fact that, you know, the, the whole pre-planned thing with the different directors, there was no cohesive story plan. J.J. Abrams winged it. He did. Yeah. He totally winged no, it. Winged he, like he saw The Lost Jedi. He said, I'm just going to go ahead and wing it, and then I'm going to make her Palpatine. And i want to try to explain how in 30 minutes and 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 that's that's the problem was the fact that we didn't get a two-hour movie to an explanation of the whole tie-in yeah um so it is what it is as far as that goes but you know overall the the whole entire uh, the other disagreement i was actually going to have where you mentioned that the prequel saga was very cohesive it was a good trilogy but you had mentioned it's a trilogy about anakin skywalker i beg to differ it was a trilogy about Palpatine. Palpatine sure. was the central figure in all three movies, and what you saw was the manipulation of him, from being a senator uh, to becoming a chancellor, and then eventually becoming an emperor. Yeah. So that was a trilogy. The trilogy was had nothing to do with Anakin Skywalker. Well, obviously it did, but you know what I mean? Like, right? That 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 seemed to be just the kind of The story that we were watching, but behind the scenes, everything that was happening was because of Palpatine. The rise of Palpatine, the rise of the Empire was the, I feel like, the central theme of the prequels.
2: Yeah, and I like that idea. I like the idea of the theme of the the Skywalkers and the the Palpatines are inexplicably, you know, inexorably, you know, intertwined.
1: Well, it's like a meta, like in the movie, they, they talk about the dyad in the Force between Rey and Kylo yeah and, but ultimately it's like a larger dyad in the force between the skywalkers and the Palp- and Palpatine is
2: whatever yeah but like, like but like the Skywalkers are sir not appearing in this film at the end. yeah like if the Skywalkers and the Palpatines are so interconnected, perhaps one of the Skywalkers should maybe have overthrown Elper Palpatine at the end <laughs> instead of like yeah. random you know character that shows up in the third act to finish the thing out Yeah yeah like if you look at nine movies as you know three acts of three movies apiece, Ray doesn't appear until the third act. So, like, the most important character in the whole thing <laughs> appears in the third act is kind of bad writing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree with those. I mean, it and, ain't fucking Shakespeare thing, at this point. Well, yeah. and again, nothing ever was, but yeah. Again, yeah. if it was all pre-planned, maybe it could have been done a little bit better. Uh, but I, I think as far as, like, just looking at the overarching um, saga, the prequels were the story of Palpatine. Um, the original was the story of Skywalker. And then the sequel trilogy was the culmination and just the clash between you know the two, the two families coming finally at a, at a final end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do agree that some things I, I probably would have liked to have been done a little different. Um, but one of the biggest takeaways for me was Adam Driver was probably the best actor to have ever oh. played a Star Wars character. Yeah. In the Entire saga.
1: Yeah. Adam Driver is. I, I, I. personally am a huge fan of Adam Driver. I think he's a phenomenal actor. So I was. I was excited when he first got announced that he was going to be in Star Wars before they even announced what his character was, and it was. Uh. You know. I. Just as soon as I heard he was going to be involved, I was excited about that. But just because I just.
5: Really but uh, yeah, I think
3: the role. I, I. think that was the only character. Um. That I was satisfied of the whole entire arc.
2: Really? <coughs> because um, I was. I was. I would loved his acting. I thought he's great. I didn't even like Kylo as a villain, but I think his arc is shit. Like oh. his arc is, I randomly become redeemed because you knew that was gonna happen. Like that that scene where he gets redeemed because Leia says, "Hey, you should probably stop being a dick now." You mm-hmm. know, great that she does it through the force. So I guess that's cool and all. <coughs> but other than that, like yeah. his redemption is awkward and weird and stupid <laughs> <laughs> like it's like yeah. he got uh, stabbed and then brought back watch, to life i was a little drunk when i watched it but. <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, i was one of the times too but like it doesn't watching it, it doesn't really make any sense like he gets he gets you know stabbed through the gut and he's dying then she brings him back to life and like maybe you use that as he's like wow like being doing good feels good because i'm not dead anymore but like they don't really even do that he's like i'm still mad i'm gonna throw my lightsaber away and I'm going to go and beat people's ass with a lightsaber just the same way I would have done before. Like what they really should have done was he should have taken his father's blaster and popped a cap and all the knights are in. Like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Ancient weapons and hokey religions is no match for a good blaster. <laughs> and that would have been a redemption. I'd have paid money to see. Yeah.
3: Well, one of the things was, um, you know, the kind of the explanation between Ray's healing ability and also his, you know, thing at the end was that you're transferring your life force. Um, yeah, well, so, it seems like they can swap spit back and forth. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, I, I, you know, obviously, and I'm, I'm kind of going, like, oh, J.J. Abrams literally thought this out, you know, like, every detail. But it's just one of those things where if you're transferring life force, you yeah. know... And
2: he totally thought out the he way that... When she does it, you don't die. When he does it, you do. Shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, well, I think it's, like, the difference... It was just the difference of, of how much life force had to be transferred in order, order to accomplish... Like, one was healing... A flesh wound. The other one was like bring, basically bringing her back from the dead. Yeah. So I think it was, it was, you know, but, but at that I, and after they had already had their a lot of their life force sucked out of them by the emperor.
2: Yeah, but sometimes but. I get sick of having to like explain the things in Star Wars when the movies like you, you nerds figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> they yeah. do that to me a lot. We're like, by the way, we're not gonna. We're not going to pay any attention to the details. You nerds got a lot of free time and access to the internet. You fuckers figure yeah. it
3: out. Did you guys not see the video yet of uh, that's going viral on YouTube where uh, somebody predicted back in 2017 that Ray would be a Palpatine? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, somebody, there were so many guessed damn guessed predictions out there. Yeah, every possible way. conceivable yeah.
2: ending was probably guessed at some point. Somebody so, on the internet yeah. guessed that C-3PO yeah. got jiggy with whoever yeah. her, parent, yeah. her mom yeah. was. No, I
3: mean, it was definitely <laughs> like, the, like you saw the video and it was just like, Oh, this, this probably won't come true. Like, it was just one of those things where he was just kind of like out of left field. Yeah. But he made some like pretty compelling like arguments, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, like seeing it now again is just like, oh shit. <laughs> they somehow.
2: Guessing the accidentally... ending of Scooby Doo does not yeah. make you a prophet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All so, <right. clears throat> Ryan, I'll say
4: ahead. that, um, in transitioning, I guess, into my start, but. Um, I was one of the people when, like, when Force Awakens came out, and everyone was like, "Who's raised parents? Who's raised parents? Who's your parents?" People were like Skywalker, Kenobi, blah 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 blah, and I was like, "One, I'd be super mad if she was a Skywalker. Two, Kenobi's too pure of a Jedi to ever have actually had a relationship because he almost didn't." Oh, really? This. I think he's
2: porking Padme, but I've always <clears> thought that. <throat> I thought that so many times. <laughs> There's way more of a love connection between her and Anakin, and like the whole awkward her and Anakin thing makes way more sense. Where she's like, "You know, I'm." You know, I'm diddling Obi Wan, right? Like, <laughs> you're familiar with this fact. Yeah. And like, you're still like, I love you so much. Like, you know, you're my side piece, right? Yeah.
4: I had always thought that how it was set up, that um, it would make really interesting story and sense if she was actually a descendant of Palpatine, because you'd have Kylo, who had turned um, and chosen to be on the dark side and actually fighting to not be on the light side. And then you have Rey who's found out her heritage is actually fighting herself not to be dark side because that's what's what that's the blood in her to, like that mm-hmm. her her heritage is that yeah. but she's choosing to be on the light side mm-hmm. and that's why I think like I think one of the main overarching themes of that this whole sequel trilogy has been the main two characters of Rey and Kylo choosing their paths in what they want to do mm-hmm Granted, Kylo chose early and then redeemed himself later, can we, and Rey stuck to staying light, even though theoretically she had all these things, uh, both within her own powers and visions of her being and succumbing to
2: the evil that's within her bloodline. Can, can we touch on the, the Kylo Ren redemption thing, like, for what I hope will be one of the last times? Okay. Kylo Ren uh, got Spoiler,
4: rede- it won't be because yeah. I because I'll oh, get yeah. into that. Oh, for sure.
2: <laughs> Kylo Ren got redeemed like my buddy that quit smoking last week. Like, he's between cigarettes, all right? Like, <laughs> Kylo Ren's like, I'm going to turn from the dark side. Okay, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to go murder some motherfuckers and then I'm going to try to murder some other dude with more power that was my master. What is not dark side about anything he does there? Other than he has a little, like, he's got a little crush on uh, Rey and brings her back to life. Well, once he realizes everything else has gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Like, really his redemption isn't much of a redemption like literally he throws away these evil lightsaber and then he immediately finds another evil lightsaber you know the one that used to kill little kids back in the day remember that one <laughs> remember when that was a thing and then he uses it to murder some dudes like ain't exactly like you know he ain't I mean I don't know what the name of a good person would be I don't know any good people but, like, I don't know. He ain't exactly Gandhi here. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, the first thing I'm going to do as a good guy is the exact same shit I was doing as a bad guy. I'm just not going to wear the creepy mask anymore. <laughs> or the cape. Yeah, or the cape. <laughs> I don't have my space cape. Yeah. So, like, his redemption strikes me as a little hollow. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Ryan, what, what else you got? So,
4: Rise of Skywalker, I'll kind of echo a similar statement of that. The movie felt fun entertaining enjoyable as a Star Wars film and then we get to the but yep um I think the trilogy suffered like as you guys have all mentioned from there wasn't somebody like Lucas who said this is the overall plan like overall this is what we're getting to to so to make sure all these other films in the middle no matter who's directing them would have the similar theme lead to the end point Mm
0: -hmm. or
4: certain characters end points if their arcs aren't in all the way to the end. Um, I actually think it was a major mistake at this point to bring back JJ because if you were going to have a director direct two out of three movies, he just should have directed all three. Yeah, But if you were going to not have the same director, you should have had three different directors and stuck with that yeah because then you have what happened in this movie which was it, it's hard to really tell like JJ says it publicly that he he appreciates and likes what Rian Johnson did in Last Jedi but it's hard to see that with what happened in Rise of Skywalker there were numerous things you can point to that just felt retconny mm. and like I'm not a super Last Jedi apologist I still like the movie yeah. I was happy that Rian Johnson took risky and challenging decisions and, and, and themes to put forth to the regular Star Wars viewer that don't normally get those same challenges in other Star Wars films as a viewer. But I was just really, like, as I thought about it more, I'm like, man, when I first went into wanting to see Rise of Skywalker, I was like, I just hope they stick to the decisions that were made. Like, move forward no matter like, whatever the community may have said, just move on and make the best film you can with what Last Jedi left you off with. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they did that.
3: No, they did like, not yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. I agree, and and I think one of the the main things I feel like Last Jedi was that it was a a, a better movie than it was a better a Star Wars movie, uh, a good Star Wars movie. Like it, it was one that made you think, and it had a lot of running themes. Of I think overall failure because every single character had some f- form of or, or failure throughout the movie that oh, know, yeah. caused them I to mean, make decisions. Look at Empire Strikes
4: Back. There was a ton of heroic failures in that. Realistically, right.
3: yeah, right. And it's the second act. That's
2: how it's supposed to be. You know. Yeah.
3: Right. And so that's what I mean. I don't. I still don't understand why people hate on the Last Jedi. It, 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 whether it was you know specific things like the the scene uh in a throne room um or just the non-explanation of the non-importance of of snoke but it's like all that stuff just you know got like you mentioned RedCon and just all of a sudden you're starting at a clean slate 30 minutes into Rise of skywalker that none yeah. of that shit that happened mattered the, the like, two-hour has- movie that you spent watching it doesn't matter we're moving on Mm-hmm. Yeah like
4: It did really feel like The first 30 minutes Were just JJ saying Okay here's like My episode 8.5 yeah. yeah Like just Just to fill in the gaps Of like <laughs> what Needs to fill The rest of the film For it all to make sense Like I don't mind That Ray was a Palpatine I don't mind that Palpatine Was even back again It's just As he really, a trilogy He, made the movie. he was awesome there, Yeah it, it was Like yeah. as a trilogy It just Didn't Make sense Sense in its entirety Like another thing that I was Super excited to potentially see As the ninth film Was oh Like in Last Jedi The, the, the dark side Apprentice finally killed The master And he mm-hmm. took power I was like I was super stoked to see Supreme leader Kylo Ren and like yeah. What is he going to do yeah. with the first order And then I mean you're like five, ten minutes into the film, and you're like, "Oh, so Palpatine's just already commanding Kylo to do things, even though now, granted, Kylo was already planning, like immediately from the start. Like, I'm still gonna kill this guy. Yeah, like I am the I. I still am here to be the the number one power. Yeah. So, yeah, there was that, but like he never really got to be the supreme leader. <clears throat> yeah. Um,
5: yeah.
4: And a lot of like. Big, big points in the story like Chewie, quote unquote, dying. C three PO losing his memory. Like there were points in the story that felt like, man, these these this big heavy thing happened. Like five ten minutes later, it's like, oh no, we're all we're all okay. Just kidding, yeah, no problem. And Just that kidding. That was
3: my biggest issue. So and I, like you I had mentioned, you know, uh, Ray fighting the darkness, uh, to get into the light. When she, quote unquote, killed Chewie, I was like holy shit like this was a huge moment um and then 30 seconds later you know you lost it like that yeah was yeah you gone. find
2: out that he's not dead they don't play that one very long i mean yeah no. no. and then when no, she fights kylo doesn't she go to like uh, she goes back to octo for, to like have a you know a, a moment where she's like yeah. i'm not i don't want to be a jedi anymore and then like looks like yeah you should probably just be a jedi she's like okay You're like, yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, and, yeah. I, like, and,
4: like, and, like, even that Luke scene, a lot of people look at that as, like, that's very retconny. I'm like, well, I can actually see how, like, Luke, like, by the time... You don't see his resolution because he, he dies and passes on, but, like, him as a Jedi learning, like, yeah, I was actually in fear staying here. Like, that mm-hmm. still makes sense with the whole Jedi in fear of the Sith thing being an emotional... Um, Reaction they have and it affects how their actions
2: are, but well, they're afraid of I, being powerful. Like the Sith embrace power, the Jedi are afraid of it. There's yeah. there's a very interesting dichotomy there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But we project that onto the movies. Like I said, sometimes I feel like these movies are asking me to put a point to the whole thing. Yeah. But, you
4: know. And did any of you guys feel like the fleet that came to fight for the good guys was just a little too big for the screw? Like. You see well, this massive fleet of, like, the quote-unquote people of the galaxy. Yeah. And then they show up. They do some shooting. You see Lando. You see Wedge and the Gunner. You see yeah. a couple things here and there, but you don't really see a lot. And then Palpatine starts zapping. Yeah. And you just kind of see the that. And then that's kind of, like, it. Yeah, you don't get was... that feel of a big space battle. So what was the reason to show... Yeah, like that's a mass cluster of ships, like yeah. almost uh,
2: immovable. I, I, I can answer that for you. Here's the thing that the, the sequel trilogies had to deal with, and that's expectations, playing to them and avoiding them. That's why Last Jedi is not as popular as the rest of the movies, because I think Ryan Johnson took a stance and said, "I want to not give you the things you want,"
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think he may have overplayed his hand on that one a lot. They're like, "Well, who is this mysterious <laughs> folk smoke figure?" They're like, "Yeah, I'm not going to tell you." It's like, "Who are his parents?" Like. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, and I don't. I'm yeah. not gonna make that part of my movie. You're like, they're not important. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Like, and at some point, like, and Luke's gonna come back and save the galaxy. Like, yeah, no, not no. really. No, he's not really interested in doing that. And like, at some point, you're like, you gotta give me like one or two of the things I want. You know, yeah. I don't have to get my way all the time. There, there. Well, and this, all of this kind of goes back to the, to the, you
1: know, rise of Skywalker feeling. You know, it was so compressed. So much. Yeah. There's so much packed into it. Like every every little kind of every point we're making about, like, oh, well, there's this huge space battle, but we're not seeing enough of it. And there's this thing, and we're, but uh, there's this, there's this kind of retconny scene on Octu and there's this thing here, and this thing. Yeah. All of it is just because they're there all these little things that are, that were, that were compressed a little bit too much. It was, there was hmm. not, there wasn't enough time to let these. Revelations and these things breathe. Yeah, in this the two-hour and twenty-minute movie. Yeah, it could have been like yeah. three-hour,
2: three-plus-hour movie, and everybody would have been yeah. fine with that. Yeah. But like, also, yeah. JJ's all about giving you exactly what you asked for. It's like, you want Chewie yeah. to get a medal? Cool. You guys don't like Rose? Get the fuck out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? You guys like uh, blowing up planets? We're doing that again. Remember you? Get, remember that one villain? You're like, maybe you guys like Palpatine? Cool. Yeah. He's back in here too. He's like, you no know big reveals where we find out people's parents. I got one for you. It's like, have you thought it through at all? Not really. No. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Fine. yeah like, fine. It's, but that it's, space it's battle the- is like, you know what you want to. See all the ships from all the Star Wars things you ever wanted all yeah. at once so you can get a poster of it or use it as your desktop wallpaper yeah. you know what I mean and Jay just like done they, order it up they did get they did get the ghost they did get the ghost in there You can oh see yeah they, they got, got the, the shadowcaster shadow shadowcaster I mean, you know Jay, I'm sure the serenity's in there somewhere You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> fucking starship enterprise so, I'm sure is in there you know what I mean that like, yeah, in there somewhere, yeah Galactica's right is in there pegasus ain't because they're you ever assholes you seen
1: that poster that's like it's yes. like the actual size of like every sci-fi starship I bet, ever I bet, I bet all those are in there <laughs> I bet the cock and balls from Lex is on there I love that show Two
4: two people in the audience know what the hell I'm talking about (laughs) And I I watched, uh, if you you have the chance, it's actually a solid watch. It's like a 30-minute video from Collider Live. Um, It's the non-spoiler one. Yeah. But it's really interesting, and they probably have a spoiler now at this point. I haven't watched it yet. But every person had a varying level of opinion on the film. Yeah. the two girls, one of them was like very for Rise of Skywalker. One of them was very against. And the two guys were like in the middle but like leaning one side to the other. So it was a really interesting dynamic of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But the one that like uh, really hated it mentioned like this is she's like there's this tweet. It's like if someone asked you for mashed potatoes because they really like mashed potatoes, but then they just kept stuffing mashed potatoes in your face until you just couldn't breathe anymore. <laughs> that's kind of what JJ did. Just like, yeah. I will give Reddit everything they want, but more, more, yeah. more, more. Yeah. more.
1: Yeah. The only thing he didn't give us was uh, was fucking like Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord. I, that, that was like the <laughs> one, that's like the one meme. Yeah, you know, it's like that one. You know what? To Who says he wasn't in the stands? Who knows? He may have been. He may have been. But, um,
4: yeah. <laughs> and then final thing to Joe's point on Kyle's redemption, um, I, I'm, I disagree because it was always hinted that he was almost tempted by the light throughout the trilogy. Yeah. That now granted how, like, his actions afterward, like you mentioned, was kind of more your key point. Like, yeah. I mean, you got to fight people to take care of the big bad guy. Like, you mm. just... It's just things you gotta do, unfortunately. Like, Jedi even knew that, right? Like, you couldn't be 100% passive.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, part of that argument comes down to, for me, too. It's like, Palpatine's like, strike me down so I can take over your body or whatever. And she's like, no, I can't do that. Then the resolution of that plot is, until the voices in my head tell me I can go ahead and do that. Now it's okay. You're like, what is this, frickin' the Menendez brothers? Palpatine
4: (laughs) theoretically struck himself down. She was only reflecting the lightning.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, that feels weak. It feels like that's how that's gonna. I know. Trust just, me. Yeah. That's one of those like lighting. Star Wars He's like, fan actors like, Yeah. Stop yeah. hitting yourself. Stop hitting yeah.
1: yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I'll say. Stop hitting yourself to death. I'll, I'll say. Um, so okay. So as far as I'm concerned, um, again, I, I think I think I agree with a lot of you guys on a lot of different points. I, I I really like the movie. I, I did too. Like I know it sounds yeah. like I'm, I'm down on it. Well, the funny thing is that like, I really like the movie. And where, but when when you kind of get into these nitpicky complaint things, it's not so much to do with this movie in and of itself, but how it end caps the whole saga, and I, how it connects everything. Else I think together. the yeah, first it's, eight it's, Star Wars
2: movies make me love this movie, and this movie does fuck all for the other eight Star Wars yeah. movies. I think is where I'm at. It, but like, I it's, love this it's movie. the because disjointed I love the other nature. Eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and and like and like and like you said, really? it's, it's I think a lot of it comes down to the disjointed nature of how the the new trilogy was made, um, and. Now, my couple of big takeaways for me from this movie. Um, one is that I think the Skywalker saga is a, is a total misnomer. I think the entire nine movies, not just the prequel trilogy, I think the entire nine movies is the Palpatine saga. I don't think so because seven and eight don't.
2: I agree. Seven and eight don't have Palpatine in it. And they, no amount of they, retconning makes they that they don't, a Palpatine but, movie. But,
1: they, but this movie essentially like retcons it into being that. And if, if, if you were going to make it all truly make sense, there should have been something more about Palpatine in at least
2: eight. Maybe not seven, but at least eight. Like yeah, for like, sure. Like the Somebody should Palpatine, have mentioned that Palpatine died like, in the galaxy. Something happened to the galaxy in there. Well, His yeah. name not being mentioned for two whole movies makes it not really about him. Yeah.
4: Like the cliffhanger at the end of The Last Jedi should have been that transmission that they talked about in The Beginning of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure.
2: Yeah, Yeah. if that the, if that's what you speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like That shouldn't have been on the crawl. Although, in fairness, he's not that really That shouldn't have been in either. Fortnite. That should
4: not have been in. His name at least. Yeah, I know. I heard about
2: that shit. His name at least comes up in four. So you know. Yeah. yeah. They admit there is an emperor. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of that's my
1: kind of one big takeaway. And like, I actually really like that whole idea, and like the whole idea of of Palpatine pulling the strings the whole damn time, and and Ray being a Palpatine in the in the rank. I like. I actually really like the whole idea of how they were gonna tie things up they just needed to spread it out over the three movies and not compact it into the last one not make it this weird thing at the end yeah that that's that's kind of where i sit with it the other thing the other big takeaway for me is um and this is actually this is kind of like a deeper star wars lore thing but i think this movie actually in a really cool way gives a proper explanation for why the fuck the sith have the rule of two like the, the rule of two like this movie actually kind of makes the rule of two make sense now because essentially the idea is that every time an apprentice kills a master he's not just he's he's not just becoming the new master he's taking on like the power it's like the dark side version of the Jedi force ghosts he's but but it's he's like moving on
2: the power and mantle of the Sith this movie teaches us that actually while Jedi is plural the Sith is singular yeah yeah <laughs>
1: So that that whole idea of the of the Sith essentially passing their power down generation to generation and only having the two for that for that reason cuz it was always like one of those things it's like oh, cuz obviously you know when you have the like the old republic the kotor stuff and like yeah. you think about the Sith as an actual race and like uh, a whole civilization that had a big war with the republic and stuff it's like well, why didn't you know it's like obviously they lost and that didn't work out but like why didn't they just go kind of rebuild and become you know and like make more sith why, it seems like you would want to have more sith a, you know r- running about if you
2: really want to take over the galaxy but oh, another time where they took a throwaway line from one of the movies and, yeah uh, they took a throwaway line and made it like an entire part of the galaxy yeah no they did and they've and star the wars, like, always two there are it's star like, wars has done that for it's like that means they come in pairs history. not there's only two yeah yeah <laughs> star wars has done that through its entire history it's like twix it's yeah. like if twix only existed in one wrapper there's one twix yeah. everywhere
1: but i actually do like that I actually do like that idea. As as like, I kind of like that they answered that idea. You know, because it's that's that's one of those those things that's that's never quite like quite made sense. Like, okay, why is there just two of them? Like, (laughs) never never explained. But now it kind of makes sense. So I (laughs) I, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, and then again, just like uh, the movie, you know, obviously it was a lot of stuff compressed in the one movie. I I just really I just wanted. Some of it was unnecessary
2: garbage. Yeah.
1: But I just wanted to see. Uh, I just wanted. I would have liked to have seen it spread out across all three of the movies, um, or at least a couple of those things being in, being in the second one. I think the Palpatine still being alive, at the very least, needed to be a reveal in in, in Episode Eight. Um yeah. And like we said, the the whole broadcast yeah, yeah, could have been, been the end the of crawl. Episode Eight, and that would have been yeah, great. We've that would have been fantastic. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, like they basically, you know, I don't think I've ever seen this before, where they essentially moved the plot along of this of the saga in the marketing of the movie yeah. yeah like like because like the whole palpatine the Palpatine reveal happened at fucking celebration.
2: Yeah, you know, I'd have been more mad like, about that if it was actually an integral part of the movie. But like, literally, the crawl tells you that, and you're like, I wonder what all that means. And yeah. within four minutes, they've already told you what that means. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I
1: just like, like I said, that's where like everything felt so compressed. It's, so, it was so compressed that they were even using the
2: pre-movie marketing. Like, like it's it, weird though, because like they compress it, but they also go do derpy stuff in this movie, like they do in all the ones. It's oh like, yeah. You, you wasted some of this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well and there's other things too there's like a- finding the the Sith holocron map thing whatever the wayfire mm-hmm. whatever is like you do realize like that takes up like 40 minutes of the movie and like yeah. at the end of the day like it's not really part of the plot yeah it's just an excuse to go to different locations and introduce some new characters yeah and, and, and that's like, cool at all I yeah. guess but yeah and like I said I and i and i I like I
1: like last Jedi as a movie um, you do you don't I do yeah and but I think there's you know like from a saga standpoint it was a great movie but a bad saga movie. Yeah. Like, I think is kind of where I sit with it. And I, I there's some, there's certain things I wish they just, I just wish they'd done differently, a little bit different. And, and given, you know, obviously, I think the Palpatine kind of uh, reveal should have probably been at the end of that movie. They're probably, the whole Cantobite scene should have been finding Lando. So, oh, for sure. Um, you that know, that would make a it, lot more sense. Yeah. I think that would make a lot more sense. And it would also make that entire sequence more impactful. I think that sequence of the movie felt mm-hmm. a little like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Oh, you just brought up a good segue. <clears throat> but, We'll get to that. Nice. So, and then and then the other thing is I would have, um, I would have not to say that you don't have Holdo in there, but I would have re- reversed Holdo with Akbar and had Akbar do, the, uh, uh, do the, yeah, the... Go out in the blaze of glory. Go out in the blaze of glory there. Um, just because, one, he's a character or, that's already known, and I think he has more uh, emotional impact with it being him than somebody you just met. Yeah.
4: Well, but I, although the thing with Holdo doing that is all the crap she put poe through yeah it's like a pseudo redemption sacrifice thing though
1: yeah i know i get that and um but they could have you know like I, I don't know i mean akbar could have been part of that too i mean I, like obviously there's some other weird changes that would have had to have happened in order to make make that kind of stuff work but you know i i don't know like that's I, that's another thing i think that was kind of weird about these movies i, I feel like there was a lot of they added a lot of characters, but it didn't kind of. There was a lot of characters that were added in, and I'm kind of like, "Why is this?" Yeah, person like a the character? characters you already had could have done these things. Yeah, oh,
4: man. Like, I think one of the biggest missed opportunities because the the premise of the character started off so interesting was Finn.
5: Oh yeah. You yeah. you
4: have a you have a defective really stormtrooper. Yeah. Like, there's so much that you could have done with that. Granted, like you know Finn with Rose thing, like cool, whatever. Like she sees him as a hero. Like, that's an interesting arc to go through, mm-hmm. but, like, the overall premise of, like, a defected stormtrooper, like, across the trilogy, besides the few things in Force Awakens, which, by the way, Traitor just should have been Phasma, which would made their fight in yeah. Last Jedi more impactful.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. But,
4: like, Finn, as a basis of a defected stormtrooper, just did not <laughs> have to, it did not pay off. Yeah. The way we theoretically expected it to now granted that's our expectations but there's just a lot more grounds to build off of his character
2: based off what he was yeah i do do that a lot in this trilogy because you're right traitor should have been phasma like i i'm not I, a rose i'm not a rose hater but rose's whole part in last Jedi i could have just been uh, poe and finn having <laughs> like an adventure yeah he's like <laughs> poe doesn't really do anything while finn's gone he argues with Holdo, but like, he argues
1: and, has, and, no and, one loves and those ones. has a mutiny or whatever. But, yeah. but um,
2: it, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot there. It's like Hux gets replaced by the new guy in this one. You're like, okay, Yeah, like,
4: like when he mentioned, like, oh, I I serve you as I did before, I'm like, where is he from? Like, I feel like that's a callback to something. Like, where where's pride from?
2: I have no idea. But Yeah, like,
1: well, apparently he. Apparently, he was there at the Battle of Endor, I guess, or, like, I, yeah. I think there was something. I can't remember. Time for Wikipedia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things. Uh,
3: can you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah. You're real low, yeah. Carlos. Sorry. Give me one
4: second. All right. Du, 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 du. Um, while he's doing that, so... um Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Hey. Better. Yep. oh, yeah. Hey, uh, just a uh, quick comment. Sorry. My mic cut out, and I was trying to say something, like, five minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, i trying to bring it back to the Holdo. Um, argument of of whether or not you know her character was of any importance uh one of the things that i i mean obviously you kind of saw a lot and this is very obvious with the main character being ray uh was bringing in the female uh aspect you know fan base yeah into the whole you know saga star wars um so there is one thing and it's kind of funny just um I thought about it after the rewatch of The Last Jedi, and it's a lot of the things that I get from just hearing stories from my wife uh, in a workplace. She works in a very male-dominated field. And I know this is going to sound a little bit like, oh, you know, politically justice kind of bullshit, whatever, mm-hmm. but it it's true. I mean, that she deals with a lot of dudes that just basically think that she doesn't know any better. Yeah. Um, And even if it has nothing to do with her uh gender it is something that is very common um which leads me to believe that the character of Foldo <laughs> was created to kind of bring in that kind of basically uh young adult if not older female mm-hmm. um character to kind of relate to and i know leia was already there uh but it did add to a lot of those uh, storylines you know where you have to deal with um you know basically somebody telling you you don't know what the fuck you're doing which yeah. is what poe did the entire time yeah um so i i feel like that was part of it um you know i could be kind of making stuff up just to justify her character and her story arc mm-hmm. but i feel like that was kind of what it was
2: we could have just decided Adam Ackbar is female <laughs> you don't know about the fish species <laughs> you have no idea yeah, well, that's what the the,
1: they, uh, the the Mon Cal in Rise of Skywalker is supposed, supposed to, be to be his kid. son. Yeah, yeah, his I son. that's why they call him Junior. Yeah, but the other thing, the other thing too is, and this is kind of a hindsight thing, just because obviously you, you don't make these movies planning on Carrie Fisher dying. But if if Holdo's character had still been around, she could have been really useful in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. As, as a as a as a partial kind of replacement for for the fact that you didn't have as much of Carrie Fisher to work with as you know you obviously wanted. Mm -hmm. um but you know i I, you know i i it is what it is but i I really think to me at least i think that scene i because i love that hyperspace jump scene like like just actually from like a it's a beautifully shot it's a beautifully done scene Yeah, yeah like it's a very visually striking scene and i remember sitting in the in the theater opening night watching that and that scene like had an impact on the audience like the whole like like it goes dead silent and like the black and white and that whole thing, like you could hear like the the audible like
2: you know, kind of thing. It's one of those in the audience. Like, well, if they can just do that, why don't they do that all the time? It's like, you know why? Because the <laughs> Empire the Empire can afford to do that, and the rebels yeah. cannot.
1: Well, and they kinda of threw that line in there too yeah. in, in this dead. movie. They they're like, Well, why don't we do a bunch of holdo maneuvers? And it's like and it's they're like, like it's no. It's one are, in a million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know <laughs> more retconning. Then,
3: yeah, yeah, and then they used everybody it. Everybody complained about it, so yeah, we have to be retconned.
2: Yeah, yeah. JJ gives you exactly what you asked for. Yeah, <laughs> he's like freaking Chick Fil A. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> ain't gonna are... be exciting. It ain't gonna be the best thing you ever saw, but it's gonna be exactly what you wanted. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah well, let's talk about some positives, though. Yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, feel sure. like we want to make sure we bring in the positives. Some of the positives I took out from the movie. Uh, this is probably the best C three PO movie. Uh, oh, by yeah, far! Sure. Oh, yeah. Cthul steals far. the damn show. Yeah, he had the best lines. Um, obviously, Bobby Frick. Very he's very my oldest friend. friend. Yeah. I fucking died. Yeah, um, <laughs> Boba Frick also, was hilarious too. By the way, well, yeah. Boba Frick was also amazing. Yeah, yeah. the scenes with um, Finn, Poe, and Ray—like finally all three of them adventuring together. Yeah, I, I felt nice. I got a lot of vibes from original trilogy, like Leia, Han, and and Luke, like being together. Yeah. Arguing, bickering back and forth. Like I got yep. a lot of vibes from that.
4: Yep. That was definitely um, one of the positives I recalled was just, it felt like a true adventure team. Yeah. Like the, the feel of that was, they, they nailed it pretty good.
3: Yeah. yeah. And then, um, the scene also when they were going through the, um, the first order ship, uh, the, the capital ship, um, Definitely had uh, a New Hope Vibes too for me mm-hmm. Like basically yeah. just going through the ship She goes off on her own Kind of like Obi-Wan does It was like I'll go take care of this You guys go take care of that Yeah. Um, so it just I think there was at least You know It didn't feel like it was carbon copies But it was just sort of like Nostalgic kind mm-hmm. of setups So where you're like Oh this looks familiar You know what I mean Like oh, this feels familiar Yeah um, And obviously For me the yellow lightsaber at the end thank you oh God. yeah yes finally yes yeah. finally like i've I, how, yeah. how long have we been talking about yellow lightsabers what, what's the significant oh is that just well, the, 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 the jedi you,
2: battles the that
1: yellow you? lightsaber is the is the is like the jedi sentinel color right yeah um which is kind of interesting in the sense that like so the jedi Sen- sentinels were were always considered to be much more like practical force users was so, it,
3: um, a Grand Inquisitor? Is that what I'm hearing? Wasn't he a centaur? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, he, yeah. Yeah, they were like
4: the temple guards used yellow sabers, And I didn't know this, but apparently one of the sabers that Ahsoka had was a greenish yellow. It wasn't full green. Oh, yeah. Was like one of her
1: original ones? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I learned recently that I'm really upset about is that I was uh, planning on going to the um, where you create your own lightsaber. Uh, yeah galaxy's edge yeah uh but they're all booked up for when i'm going but i also learned that um they don't let you create a yellow lightsaber during the whole thing they don't let
4: you create one but you can buy a white and yellow crystal in the shop
5: correct
1: Uh, ah okay so yeah the uh yeah no i thought the lightsaber thing was cool i like i I love that she built it out of her her staff um you know so that was that was cool
3: i wish they would have shown it uh double bladed that would have been great <laughs> yeah the yeah you kind of, of feel like she would Couture. yeah
1: yeah yeah and you feel like she would be a double bladed lightsaber person mm-hmm. too so i just um, can't
3: believe through all three movies she never did she never wielded double bladed like i felt yeah. like with the bow staff in the first episode you're, or no episode seven you were like oh yeah yeah she's most definitely <laughs> double wielded mm-hmm. uh wielding a double lightsaber i mean and if she,
4: she turned she dark side looks like she would have
1: yeah the, her dark side <sighs> had, yeah she had that crazy weird double-bladed dark side building more of uh yeah
3: more of dark ray
1: yeah i really liked um i also really liked what was i gonna say oh i just really liked that they you know and again this was a little compressed and i wish there'd been a little more of it but showing leia that leia actually went through jedi training yes um was that cool was mm-hmm. um and so I was, I was kind of, I, I liked, I liked that part and that, the idea, that idea, because that was always been kind of a thing. It's
3: Leia's like, lightsaber, uh, just bringing all that in. That was awesome. Yeah. Man, I hated that, that
2: was part. So cool. Okay. I just, I enjoyed it. The Jedi training thing was interesting, but like, did else, it was really weird and like, it's like, I got another present for you. It's like a lightsaber, like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And they're like, oh, by the way, uh, by the way, Retcon, uh, Leia got uh, Jedi training. That's her lightsaber. You're like, cool, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think well, it, I, it's. It's like, always been they, a thing. They, they asked me to have an emotional reaction to fighting this lightsaber. It's like, I don't know whose that is. I don't know yeah, what not that so much is. I don't the care. Lightsaber. I'm just talking about the fact that Leia went through
1: actual legit Jedi training. Yeah, no, that part that, was that's fine. That's always yeah. been a question, like how much, how much tra- training and or how much uh, a force ability does Leia really have and utilize. And I think, yeah. you know, kind of showing that she did actually have some legit Jedi training is, I thought, was, was, a, was a cool thing to have in there. Well, yeah, again, but,
3: remember, all the things that we're talking about, it all goes back to the same argument, was that it was all squeezed in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all those things could have had a lot more ramifications and a lot more, you know, consequence, rather, or, yeah. or just meaning uh, had it been stretched out a little bit better. But, yeah.
1: yeah. All right, do we want to uh, move on to Mandalorian? Do we have time uh, for One quick thing that, that, I
4: li- that I do want to say that I liked as well that uh, wasn't mentioned was the one thing that was built upon actually from Last Jedi was the connection between Kylo and Rey oh, was yeah. built up to a point where, like, physical objects actually started to transfer between them. Yeah. 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 I thought that was and really it, well it,
2: done and really subtle, it, too. It, yeah. It,
4: it it concluded to that final, like, passing of the lightsaber, which was a really nice scene.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I thought the whole dyad, force dyad thing was actually really, was really cool. and I I, and, I actually loved and that. And again, I would have liked to have
2: seen more about that. I would have liked to have seen it be relevant at the end, though. Yeah. But it's like, they both fight him together and, like, it's <clears> supposed to be, you know, these... You know, combine two people that really love and care about each other. Yeah. you know, From both sides of the force, defeating the greater evil. Yeah. Is like really cool. And he's like, by the way, Skywalker, you're going down the pit. Yeah. And now it's Ray one on one here. You're like, I'm so confused. Do you just not care about the skywalkers yeah. at all? Like they're not a thing. Yeah. Like it may <laughs> have been, it may
1: have been more interesting if like they had each had one of the lightsabers and yeah. and, and he's blasting both of them at the same time. And then it, you know, like, man, yeah, maybe you know, but who knows? It's just weird
2: to me. Yeah. If, like you just like. You have totally brushed aside the whole Skywalkers yeah. are important thing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really weird. I don't know. Yeah. It is always... That, that is a little but strange. But Palpatine is the highlight to me. Like, yeah, Ian mean, McDermott is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Like, his his Palpatine <coughs> in this is legitimately terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually kind of like... I actually kind of like the new Pride guy that they introduced. Like, I like that actor. Yeah. He's, he's the... It's exactly what I like about the Imperials where they just don't care. Yeah. Like that's their superpower is they don't care about other people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he was he was pretty cool. He's another guy that would have been would have been cool to see more of him um in in previous
2: movies. But I like Babu and I liked um, I actually liked Poe's girlfriend there. She, Zori Bliss
4: was cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. She yeah. she pretty. She's a pretty lady.
1: Yeah, Carrie Russell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, we uh, want to do a little bit of Mandalorian
2: here. I feel like we need to save Mandalorian for next week. Do we want to? Do we want to save it? For yeah, because that's gonna be like a whole second half thing. Yeah. yeah,
3: because I mean, we haven't really talked about Mandalorian much, besides maybe the what the one two episodes. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I do want to like the entire series. That was the <laughs> season,
2: right? I do want to throw out what I don't consider to be a fan theory, okay? Because I don't care particularly whether anybody else wants it to be a thing. I'm just going to believe it for myself so that I can enjoy the entire Star Wars saga much, much better, mm-hmm. and I'll like it better. I'll secretly wish they had done it, but I'm just going to, like, bifurcate my mind and yes. put... This will be the half of my mind. By the way, I think every put. Star Wars fan does this to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to do it to a really big degree here. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, Shmi lied. Yes. She got jiggy with Palpatine. Uh-huh. That's the skywalkers are the Palpatine family. They're all the same family She has a perfectly good reason to lie because like I wouldn't tell people I had like an illegitimate kid from a Sith Lord You know what I mean? That's not the kind of thing I'd be going to tell yeah. everybody well, He starts Sidious by that point.
1: That's actually one of the things I was trying to figure out I've been trying to figure out with the timing right. like when the hell did the Palpatine father that guy Cuz yeah, like,
4: did anyone else feel like that was a really weird? daughter was a bit close like, uh, I would have felt yeah. the word descendant would have flowed a bit better
1: there. Well, I would away. have been okay with granddaughter if it didn't seem like the son was, like, probably born while Palpatine was, like, actually the emperor. Well, plus, like...
2: And, like, post, like, all got torn up by the... Palpatine <laughs> by puts a by, lot of effort into, like, grooming Darth Vader, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, or whatever, to be his number. He He's just like, you already got a kid, man. Yeah. Like maybe, you
3: talk, maybe you deal He's with your own kid. He's a fucking emperor. You're telling me that he didn't figure out a way to get light. i'm
1: sure no i'm sure he did i'm sure he could but it's just thinking about that
3: yeah. is
2: gross he he's <laughs> he's he's anakin's father he's anakin's father and like the thing on the death star and, and return of the jedi is anakin having to bring balance to the force by choosing either his father who's clearly the dark side or his son who's clearly the light side mm. and the skywalkers choose which side they're on at that point mm-hmm. and the whole reason why the skywalker saga is important is because it is the emperor palpatine yeah. saga in a much more literal way than like for yeah. some reason, he has this weird obsession with this one guy that he eventually throws away, so that the hero can come in in the third act. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm again, st- i sticking it? to
1: it. You know, it's like start like we have to. One of the things we have to just kind of live with and admit to admit to ourselves is that Star Wars. I mean, it's been this is a culmination of a series that's been going on for forty plus years that was that this wasn't the plan when when george lucas wrote a new hope <laughs> this wasn't the plan like he had no plan for this so like if 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 he had sat down and done this all as like if he had literally like actually actually written a full-blown like outline of every single thing that was like supposed to happen how these are all connected and blah 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 blah, blah like i don't believe that ever happened or at least it certainly
2: didn't happen i think he new was, hope was way made. more vague than he wants to lead I yes thought, i think yeah. there should be some things about Anakin and uh you know there was a republic and then it became an empire and then it becomes a republic again you're like yeah i guess that does happen yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so yeah no it would be great if you know and and i think one of the things that kind of i think about too because i've heard some some people talking about comparisons with like the marvel mcu stuff and you know like like the big advantage that the marvel mcu has is that they were able to take, like, just decades and decades worth of already existing content and cherry pick, like, the best shit out of it yeah. and and do, like, a very well thought out planned build up to, like, end game. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they made, like, what, like, 20 something odd movies like, right. to all lead up to end game. And that was, you know, but they were able to do that through the fact that the stories all already existed. So the planning was yeah, kind of already at, done, and they could just kind the of cherry pick it to make it work. At the same
3: time, what's his name, Devin Fage or whatever, he is still the one Kevin. overseeing the entire project.
1: Oh, Kevin Feig or whatever. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Yeah, you have one guy leader, that's at least
3: okay, you know. There's multiple people, but um, but you know, I mean, like that, that's kind of what it needs. Um, you know, from here on forth, and there is yeah. hope uh, because it looks like. You know he's john getting involved favreau. in
1: star wars i think i heard kevin Feige is might might be mm-hmm. there's like a rumor he might get involved in some star wars stuff
3: well i'm hearing rumors about uh, john favreau being a lot more involved But the uh, guy from um, pcu
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> crazy right uh no mean, he was also in the replacements if it were up to me if it were up to me if i were running if i were running disney i would put john favreau and dave filoni in charge of overarching story i would make them like the story gurus that are are,
4: i agree
1: that we're in charge of the whole damn thing no they don't have to direct and make everything but they need to be in charge of the outline you know that's what i would do but you know and dave Filoni in some ways has kind of done that just because he i mean in a lot of ways dave Filoni is responsible for more star wars content than any anybody else i mean he did all the he did the clone wars cartoon show and the rebels cartoon show and now the resistance cartoon show and he's doing oh, he's another working, he's doing that too yeah and he's doing another and, and Mandalorian and another season of the Clone Wars that's about to come out next year that they're, that cool. they're working on they're, they're doing like a finish a capper season for Clone Wars that never got made so you know, Dave, in a lot of ways Dave Filoni's kind of like you know he's got more Star Wars content under his belt than even George Lucas <laughs> you know like dude's been running running the, a lot of shit so
3: yeah and from the positive um, you know stuff that I've heard and I, I need to watch them uh, about the cartoons obviously they tell pretty good stories um they tell a lot of the stuff that <clears throat> people complain about in the movies together so yeah um definitely yeah would would like to see a little bit more cohesive action for for the uh, movie series yeah and i'll
1: say one thing too i'm actually you know there's still as far as i know there's still plan there's still plans for there to be a, a Ryan Johnson trilogy of some sort thought they and, were shut down uh yeah, i don't uh, think uh, i think okay, no i think seven. ryan johnson i uh, know the the dby david benioff db weiss one got got shut down uh-huh. um the ryan johnson one is i i think or it may not be a trilogy anymore it may just be a a movie but as far as he's still technically that hasn't been officially shut down as far as i know
3: involved okay
5: but, but my, um my,
3: my thing is i do like them putting a ball on this and just saying this is it this is your skywalker saga and any future star wars content i just hope that it has Nothing to do with this story. Um, yeah. Bring me something original. Let's let's go back to, you know. It's something. a big
2: galaxy. Let's talk about somebody else. Well, what we I a big <laughs> galaxy Yeah. And
3: lots of timelines. Uh, you know yeah. What I mean, it's, it, there's there's a lot of different timelines you uh, can explore. Yeah. I know a lot of people. Well, know, I'm, like, I'm, you know, not so the public would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but just overall, just give me a different story within the universe. And I think we'll be just fine. Well, well and what I. Well, and that's. Do you can do all yeah. That.
1: And that's kind of what I'm getting at with like the you Ryan Johnson thing. Our Jedi and Sith. Just I saying. would actually really like to see Ryan Johnson do a, his own Star Wars thing that isn't related, tied into like all the previous lore so tightly. Like not part of the saga. Because yeah. I feel like he's the kind of director, he's a really good director. And I think he's the kind of person who needs to do something that's really more original to him. And so I think if he could get the chance to do like a really original Star Wars thing, that would be pretty cool and something I'd like to see still. So I don't know. Hopefully that happens, but we'll see. The next Star Wars movie comes out in 2022, and we'll apparently get a little bit more information about it sometime soon. Now that this one's out, but so we'll see. All right. Well, we want to close it out there, guys. Mhm.
2: All right. All right. Well, let's end it in the traditional fashion. Ryan, do you want to do it since you're a guest? Sure, (laughs) it seems fun. Do it. All right. Tiles down. Bottoms up.